0: Welcome to Beta Max Rewind, the only podcast officially on the record endorsing hooking the G. Here are two guys that are about to learn if they don't stop saying the C-word, they will stop getting the C-word.
1: And by C-word, I mean cunt. Matt and Doug.
2: So have we won, have we won the race to the bottom yet? <laughs> so Jen yeah. was out of pocket uh, this week, and as much as you know, I might take a random blowjob from a stranger. Having somebody else do the open would just seem like cheating. So I went that route. Uh, the the downside is you can't really coach um, AI when it is reading it.
1: No, no, you cannot. <laughs> because
2: it was supposed to be two guys that, you know, are going to learn if they don't stop saying the C word, they will stop seeing the C word. So
1: Ah, now I get it.
2: So anyway, and then, you know, I anyway. throw a it, hook it in the G just for you, Doug. Thanks, thanks, thanks. I don't think I'm
1: going to use it this week. <laughs> okay,
2: so uh, I guess we can introduce ourselves. I am Matt. How are you doing, Doug?
1: I'm I'm good. I'm good. Yourself?
2: It has been another rough week. Hopefully, we're kind of coming out on the other side of just some bad shit going on. But you know this this podcast is actually a good break from that, and it is going to be hopefully some some time that I enjoy. Which actually brings me to my first thing which is actually part
1: of And now it's time for podcast housekeeping. Last week
2: I set the over under at 230. We we both picked mm-hmm. the over so we were both correct. The over under for this week is 3 hours. You think so? Oh yeah.
1: All right, I'm going to go the under.
2: You're going to go I'm going to take the over. So right okay. now we are sitting at 1 point apiece. What we're going to do with these points, I do not know. <laughs> we will figure that out at some point.
1: The loser has to give the other one a hand job.
2: <laughs> Is that the loser or the winner?
1: <laughs> well, I, you know, <laughs> depends on how you look at it.
2: So I have a ton for both housekeeping and for uh, what you're up to. So why don't you... Do you have a lot? I don't even know. I don't have
1: shit for what you're up to. Okay. Um, and when I explain why I don't have a ton, it, it'll make perfect sense. But I've got... Um, Six Things for Housekeeping.
2: Okay. Okay, so why don't you go ahead with your first Um, one at least.
1: We talked about Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skulls and your line about something about getting old and whatever, and I brought up another line from that movie.
0: One of the scorpions, you stung. Am I going to die? How big? Huge. Good. Good. it comes to scorpions, the bigger the better. small one bites you. Don't keep it to yourself.
2: Okay. Uh, you had talked about, uh, you actually opened with JLo is back on the market. I don't know if that's actually true. Well,
1: I don't think it is. I, I think that's been redacted.
2: And then we had talked about uh, Catherine Bell, the,
0: yes. ma- the
2: main woman in JAG.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, she actually was in, she did get naked in a 1996, I think, Cinemax thing called Hotline.
1: It was like a show, it was like a... Red like, uh, Shoe Diaries
2: or something like that. Yeah,
1: but she was also on Dream On in 94 and got naked there as well.
2: Okay, but she was a body double in Death Becomes Her for Isabella Rossellini. And that okay. actually transitions perfectly into the next thing, which is...
1: Hold it, on a second. Hold okay. on. She, she, there's a bunch of homemade stuff with her as well. That's, oh. that's, a, that's a little bit more recent. Oh,
2: really? Oh, oh yeah. Actually, I, I did see that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I have seen okay. that. Part of the happening I think.
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure she's hooking her G. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I guess you are going to say this week. Yes. But we had talked about the the friends thing, which was the freebie list. And Is that what it's? It was that's called what it's a, called. It's called the freebie okay. list. Okay. Um. See, I had talked about on that red that red show that '70s show how uh, Eric had gotten caught by Red saying, "What a." bitch and he followed up with Rooney Dooney and
1: what a bitch what a Rooney Dooney
2: in that episode red gets high and he actually is that, go ahead
1: is that where steven gives them the, the, the special brownies by yes. accident yes no, it's yeah because red red sells his car
2: yeah he sells the um, the vista you're, cruiser yes right and then when they actually buy it back from a girl who ended up being on another fox show which, oh, fuck, I should have known that. But Red actually says this about the girl that he bought it back from, or got the check back from, or gave the check back to.
1: What a
0: bitch-a-rooney-dooney. <laughs> there you
1: go. All right. Uh, we talked about my dog shitting out tampon pieces, how it came out like anal beads, and immediately we went to Family Guy.
0: Going to New Orleans, the party capital of America, home of the all-you-can-pay street. I'll tell you one thing. It's all about the beads down there. We all know what's going on
1: here. It's just implied, but we all know what's going on in this thought bubble. The kids don't know, but we do.
2: You had talked about one of the actors that was very briefly in Flash Gordon that had that was going to try to kill Ming and got stunned by Ming's ring, and mm-hmm. Ming ran him through, and he was in Indiana Jones. Or actually, not Indiana Jones. He was in Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Mm-hmm. I killed him. He was of no use to us. This girl, however, has certain value where we're headed. She'll bring a very good
2: price. So he was going to try to supposedly sell Marion into slavery.
1: Right. That's always good.
2: Yeah, I think he actually runs a pizza shop somewhere in the south now.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, We talked about Philip Rivers. Well, we talked about Flash Gordon's throwing style, and I, I, I compared it to Philip Rivers and you talked about his nine children. He does in fact have nine children ages 2 to 18. Could you imagine having a 2-year-old and an 18-year-old?
2: No, and you know, I'm I'm getting to the point where I have one 18-year-old and one that's almost a 16-year-old and I I see the light at the end of the the parenting tunnel, not that you're ever done being a parent, but where they transitioned into being people along with being my children, if that makes sense mm-hmm, sure, uh, you had talked about uh no fighting in or there's no no death in the throne room,
0: yes,
2: and talked
1: about no fighting in the war room
0: gentlemen you can't fight in here this is the war room,
1: yeah, you said something about. Oh god! I think it was Dale that passed out, and you said she has a low constitution, weak and constitution, either that or a weak disposition. Yes,
2: yeah, that's that's in my notes as well. Yeah, that okay. that definitely is a
1: mad fucked up. You were struggling with it.
2: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't come up with that turn yeah. of phrase. There were several things that you said weird. I didn't pull the clips this time, uh, but one of them was um, button. <laughs> Say button. Button. Uh, yeah, button. button. <laughs> it's button.
1: Button. There's two teams, man.
2: <laughs> you're putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. But there, one of the things in – after we were done and I actually posted the podcast out there, I said the first clip that I pulled for this show uh, was Doug being a dick. And you – you, I think you actually text me or maybe you actually posted it on Facebook.
1: It's
2: why – what was I being a dick about? Right. And, and you you were making fun of my process.
1: And What's your process? I don't get it. What do you mean? When, your when
2: we're doing the podcast, there will be times when we screw up and we say, "Okay, we want to go back. We want to back up. We want to redo it." Or I screw up and I play the wrong sound clip. Or Doug, which never happens. Doug is hammered and he can't remember that he has sound clips that he sent me. <laughs> and so. You you need a way when you cut it to actually transition into that so that it, it's, it sounds seamless. Because the person listening to this at home think, you know, we're professional or we're flawless. Right. We're just going
1: three hours without any breaks whatsoever.
2: Right. Unless my kid has to question my sexual preferences. Yes. But th- this happened when we were in a part that got cut from the podcast last week. So just say there's a deleted scene here.
1: Well, I've already said it twice. Do I really need to see you to say it a third time?
2: If I'm going to delete this part, yeah, so I have a way to lead into
1: it. (laughs) Okay. All right. But, Matt, there's also a deleted scene of some (laughs) Amazonian women that are supposed to be in these factions.
2: So that was Doug just being a dick to me. (laughs) Okay. Now, do you understand why I pulled it? Uh,
1: A little bit. A little bit.
2: Okay. We talked a little bit about how um, the princess in Flash Gordon reminded me of the princess in Buck Rogers, that was Princess Ardala of Draconia.
1: Draconia, yes. And do
2: you remember what her henchman's name was? No, I don't. It was either Kane or Killer Kane.
1: And then okay. she also
2: had Tiger Man. I remember
1: Tiger Man. I had that action figure.
2: Did you have any of the ships? I think they had two. They had the uh, the Starfighter, and then they had the Draconian warship as well. No, I didn't. I just, I mean,
1: I was so much into Star Wars at that time, and. There were some Battlestar Galactica action figures and some Buck Rogers action figures, but they never really stuck.
2: Okay, sure. So. You had a vibrating panties clip last week? Yeah. I want to give you a little bit of homework for next week, so you can kind of bring back in the What Are You Watching segment. Okay. On YouTube, I want you to put in the search terms hysterical literature.
1: Is that where... The gal is driving, and the, the boyfriend's sitting in the back seat, and his mom is sitting in the front seat? No. It oh, is, that's a that's a good one.
2: Okay, I don't know what that one is. So He's maybe. got
1: the remote control of the panties, and, okay. she's, and, and also she's driving, and she's, she's like, oh, oh, and she's like, John, don't. And the mother's like, what's going on here? <laughs> I'd have to look that one up. It's really good.
2: No, this is actually women reading books while they are sitting on a magic wand.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: And you can see it as they are starting to struggle with reading. And it's very entertaining. It's on YouTube? Yes.
1: Okay. It's actually
2: part of an art project.
1: An art project? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, we talked about while well, Flash and Prince Baron were fighting in the Hawkman's world. And we talked about the Moondor on Game of Thrones. Yes. It's actually in the Vale. And that is the Vale is run by Lysa. Aaron, Aaron, which I, I think is Aaron, Kat's, yep. the cat's sister. <laughs> okay, well, well, that's what's his face. That's she's the one that gets her head lopped off in the in the red wedding. Yes. It's the mother, the mother of all the children. Right, is anyone her yeah. name, Cat?
2: It might be. You might be right. Actually, I thought you were making a joke. I was okay. trying to be nice to
1: you. Oh, <laughs> first time for everything.
2: But the, it's it's in the Erie, which is the principal stronghold of the House of Aaron. Okay. Uh, I said that when Flash got attacked by the the crab, it had its things around him. (laughs) They they do not have things. They have claws or pincers. Yes. Or pincers. Yeah, things. I was going for something very specific there. Mm -hmm. And I think that actually covers everything that I have on housekeeping.
1: That is all I have as well. Okay. Okay.
0: I want you to tell me, hey man, what the fuck is new? I know you can tell me.
2: I had a meeting at work this week with a group of people that I'd never met before. And you, you go around, like, the Zoom meeting, and you introduce yourself, and I introduce myself. Hi, I'm Matthew Bach, quarterback, New York Jets.
1: Oh, seriously? No.
0: <laughs> okay. I hope not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, I actually had had to do a lot of driving over this week, and I have a...
0: You know what really grinds my gears?
2: What, what is your, your speed, your go-to speed, Doug, when you're driving? Say that you are on a highway that has a 55-mile-an-hour speed limit. What speed are you going?
1: 55, I'm going to take it up to 62.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm, I'm usually somewhere in that 4 to 7 range. hmm And I was driving back, and I was in a 60-mile-an-hour zone, and I got stuck because there were trucks in the right-hand lane, and then in the left-hand lane there was someone that was going like 52.
0: And eventually I
2: got around them and who do you think was driving?
1: You know, there's all kinds of anti-racism this race this week. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with race. (laughs)
0: Okay. All right.
1: It's an old bag. Okay. And then,
2: so I get around her and then 10 minutes later, same exact thing. Pass them, another old bag. And I don't care if if you are not comfortable driving on a given road at the speed limit don't drive on that road and if you are driving on that road stay in the right fucking lane and by right fucking lane i mean the right hand side lane
1: yeah the left left lane is the hammer lane yeah exactly yes okay um are we taking turns here yeah sure let's take turns yeah so on tuesday morning i was with a customer and i was in their basement and we were talking about you know how mice were getting in and I ever so slightly took my right foot and moved it and turned just very, very slightly. And pow, right in the, my lower middle of the back, just seized up. And I was almost in tears, but I kept it together. This guy had no idea what was going on, but I, it took my breath away. And so that was Tuesday. Wednesday was bad. I had a hard time walking. Wednesday night in bed. It was waking me up every time I turned. So finally Thursday, you know usually when I have a bat something happens with my back, ibuprofen, heat, boom, gone within a couple of hours. This was not getting any better. So I called a the chiropractor. They were able to get me in yesterday afternoon, Friday afternoon. I went from between Thursday and Friday, I went from a seven or eight on the pain scale of one to ten down to a two. It was it was I was recovering quite quickly. And whiskey really helps with that, by the way. But I I'd never been to a chiropractor before. Have you ever been to a chiropractor? No. Okay. They got their hands all over the fuck you, man. I mean, they are just on your shoulders, on your neck, on your sides, grabbing your fat, grabbing your tits. I mean, you know, I, I was afraid that this guy was going to try and titty fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I've seen a lot of – I don't – they're actually massage videos, not chiropractor videos.
1: Okay. So – But – uh it's, you know, x-rays. I didn't know, you know, this was just a consultation and I had take my shirt off, sweatshirt and t-shirt. So, you know, we're looking at this big mirror and he's on behind me. He's just got his hands all over me and I'm just staring at this, watching this whole thing going on. So it turns out he took some x-rays and my lower spine, it literally kind of starts at my sacrum and goes up and then goes over to the right and then cuts back in and then goes back up my back. So, yeah, I need, I'm going to need some adjustments, I guess. Yeah. But that's, I, I didn't do dick all week. All I did was basically just watch movies and read with a heating pad and watch YouTube. And that was it. Um, we did have some friends over last night, a couple and their two boys. And that was fun. You know, it's, I think we're kind of finally getting over this whole COVID thing. The more and more stores that I go into, the more people I'm seeing without masks. They're basically just saying, fuck you. I'm not wearing a mask anymore.
2: Well, I I don't know how it is in Wisconsin, but I am actually eligible now for a COVID shot.
1: I got my COVID shot, my first COVID shot on Monday, because we run the Scouts, so that in the state of Wisconsin, that's considered an after-school program, which classifies Mm -hmm. us as educators. Okay. So, yeah, we were, the the last week uh, when we found this out, we went, and there were no appointments anywhere, not at Meijer, Walgreens, CVS, Walmart, and... I got up at five o'clock in the morning and immediately went on Walgreens website and boom, got us in and we got the first vaccination. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I've talked to some other people that are like, I'm not getting it. I'm like, what the fuck? Who cares, man? Just get it. That way, you know, you can walk into a store without a mask. And if some Karen goes, you need to wear a mask. Fuck you. I'm vaccinated.
2: So which, which shot did you get? Do you know?
1: Uh, the one that gives you a big cock. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she got the HPV. Shot?
1: Yeah, the, the, the Pfizer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Pfizer. There you go. Yeah, actually. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, we're on our way. April 12th, I think, is the, our second round. And that's the one where they say, yeah, you're going to feel like shit. Uh, but I was told, drink a ton of water the day before. And then when you wake up in the morning, drink a ton of water. So.
2: You, you know who else has a, a bad back? Mike Tyson. Gerald McRaney.
1: Oh, does he really? I have no
0: idea.
2: <laughs> so I had to wear a suit yesterday. Ooh. And and the kids uh, had to wear shirts and ties that didn't have to wear suits. And my youngest said, Where, did you go out and buy a suit? I said, no, I, I had a suit. And I know you've talked about the fact you don't have one, right? No, I do. I thought you said you I, didn't.
1: No, I've got a black suit that I had to go out and buy...
2: Oh, that's when you had to go out and buy it. That's what it was. But you did not have one.
1: Well, no, I've had it forever. I have no idea if it fits. The last time I wore it, I think was six years ago, for my stepdad's funeral.
2: Okay, you talked I... about a suit like six months ago.
1: Okay, well, it was it was um, for a wedding. Okay, last summer. Last no, God, what the fuck was it? I don't know, man.
2: But my my yeah. my son was busting my balls. Was you it... went and bought a suit? I'm like, no, I have multiple suits. And he said, I never see you wear them. I said, yeah, you never see me wear a gimp mask either. It doesn't mean I don't have one. I was like, what? And I'm like, nothing.
1: Nothing, nothing. Yeah. Move along. <laughs> well. Um, and then today, you know, my busy season is going to be starting up in a couple of weeks. So we went and picked up my red truck. Would you care to tell the audience what we named that red truck, Matt?
2: I had no part of it. I want no part of it. <laughs> okay. We, uh, speaking of driving... I was actually driving the entire family on a, a long trip. Actually, it was last Sunday, so it was a week ago tomorrow. And we were driving back. And when I'm tired, I, I, if somebody's in the car with me, I like to talk to them just to help keep me awake. Mm-hmm. And if I'm by myself, I just crank it up really loud, or you know, have a heater going, something like that to keep me awake. Mm-hmm. And Jen was was riding shotgun. <clears throat> And so I was talking to her, and one of the things I've done when I've been driving the kids around, and I'm sure they love this, is when the songs are on shuffle, because I just have my phone connected to the the radio, I, I tell them, like, stories about the songs that they're hearing. I like, oh, I saw Whoa. this band, blah, 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 yes, blah, blah.
1: I'm sure they love that.
2: Yeah. <gasps> but it made me think of, do you have a, a sex playlist? No. Of course not.
1: I just – you know what? I, I want to be in the moment. I don't want music to st- – I've had sex to music before. I don't like it, man. It's, it's too distracting.
2: There's a – well, the reason I bring this up is a Kiss song came on. And back when I was living in Waukesha, there was this girl that I used to hook up, hook up with. I, I didn't date her, and that's actually part of the story. But we hook up a lot, and whenever she'd come over to bang – she demanded that I put on Kiss's greatest hits. Oh
0: my god!
2: <laughs> so uh, Kiss smashes, thrashes, and hits gives me that Pavlovian response. And she she was actually somebody that I worked with. And people at work, other girls at work, were just giving me a hard time. Why don't you take so and so out on a date? I'm like why? Why would I do that? Isn't that your girlfriend? It's like no. Why isn't she your girlfriend? She's not my type. Why buy the cow
1: when the milk is free? No,
2: it, you, there are women that you like. They're cool. You like hanging out with them, but they're not your type.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And she she wanted to bang, and who am I to say no? But it was, and I was very straightforward about it. Yeah. So, well, I can't give you a suggestion for anybody that has a Amazon device. Do uh, ask it to play Pull Perfection. That's a good one.
1: Pull so, Perfection. Yes. Oh, and that's a Kiss song?
2: No, that is actually a stripper playlist.
1: Oh, it's a stripper playlist? Yeah. Okay, nice. I remember probably the best stripper that I ever saw was at a bachelor party, and she was dressed up as a schoolgirl and did Hot for Teacher.
2: You, you and, sure that wasn't from watching Varsity Blues?
1: No, no. Was she dressed up as a schoolgirl or was she dressed up as, as a teacher? I don't remember, but it was it was... I remember sitting like right at the stage with another dude and us we're looking at each other going, This is hot, man. This is hot.
2: <laughs> were you seventeen?
1: I was probably twenty one or twenty two. Okay. So,
2: yeah. so I I've I've been to strip clubs. It, it's never been a, a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh and me either. it, it yeah. partially is just because I can see through the facade and I know that these women really aren't interested in me. They're interested in my wallet.
1: George Washington's
2: yes that's exactly it you know and that's the whole thing where I, I can get a woman that doesn't like me to, to talk to me by giving her 20 bucks anywhere and I don't need to do it there it just it, it I'm I'm more interested in actually talking to them and that is really weird when you're in the champagne room and just like and they start telling you about their kids that's always a you know a turn on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's a guy, dude I used to hang out with, and he used to, like, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, it was, he had to go to Water Street, man. We got to go to Water Street in Milwaukee. I hated going to Milwaukee. So I told going to story. arts,
2: arts, POC? No,
1: we would come back, and um, God, what was the place in West Dallas? Now I can't think of it. Um, but we always ended up having to go there. He ended up dating a girl that worked there.
2: Yeah, I, I could never. Bro, I, I, I don't just, think I could afford I just, a data stripper.
1: It's just it's after a couple of times, I was like, I, I can't do this, man. It's, it's enough. But he he was a social butterfly. It felt like all the cool people you talked to and got to know were down in Milwaukee, and I'm like, what's wrong with you know people in Pewaukee, dude? Why do we have to go to Milwaukee? Um, so we're planning our spring break, and we rented this house, and uh, it's on this farm. And I was trying through Airbnb to add an extra day to our vacation, and nobody was getting back with me. It was really frustrating. So, uh, you would go to to this comp, this uh, vacation property management company that ran this property for Airbnb, or and it just it was press one, press two, press five, press three, press two. Oh, if you've gotten this through Airbnb, you need to do this online. I'm like, God damn it! I already did it online. Nobody's <laughs> getting back with me. So I called the person who was on site, and this person's name was Dagmar. And I was thinking that I would be talking to a man. No, the lady's name is Dagmar. And...
2: I would not have assigned either gender to Dagmar.
1: Yeah. So I I had to look it up. I'm like, what kind of name is Dagmar? Apparently it's a Scandinavian name. But she was very nice. She's really looking forward to having us. She's going to leave us some farm-fresh eggs and some... Some fresh ground beef from her farm to make burgers, and it's gonna be a good time.
2: Have you noticed since your kids are younger than mine? But even with kids, my kids that are the age of my kids, the names are weird today.
1: I hate the names. That's that's I hate the names of kids today.
2: And Uh, and my kids don't have. Well, one of them has a normal name, and one of them has a less common name. And but I I've seen. So many kids that are named after like vampire characters and, <laughs> yeah. and shit,
1: or just made up names, yeah, weird, or, or, or weird or, spellings. Or, weird spellings. It's. I mean, if you think about it, there there's probably never ever going to be somebody named Frank or Randy or Carl. Adolf or, is. On. Or yeah, Adolf is a big one. Or Philip. Yeah, it's
2: you know? like yeah, you run into somebody and oh, I'm Matt. What's your name? It's Jennifer with a Q. It's like, what the fuck is that?
1: I know. That's why we gave our kids simple, traditional names. uh, Because we didn't want to play that silly game.
2: Yeah, I did not get to name either of my kids. So I I don't have the blame for that. And the second (laughs) child was actually took what was supposed to be the second dog's name. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of taken away from me. And I wanted to name my my kid Sinjin, which is actually spelled St. John okay after um a character on airwolf Uh, but yeah that's why i didn't get to name my kids
1: yeah yeah i wanted to name my first child richard james so i could be like that's Rick james bitch
2: (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) okay i I forgot to say this i should have said this at the top i am i am remorseful for not mentioning this um congratulations doug This is your 50th podcast.
1: Really? Yes. But it means it's your 50th podcast also.
2: No, it's my 40th because you're a traitorous (laughs) bitch. No, and I had done podcasts before you, but it is your 50th podcast.
1: Under this platform, this is my 50th podcast. Yes, that is correct.
2: I think I have one more thing, and that is we were a couple hours south yesterday Uh, the two kids and myself and Jen was already down there. She, she had already been down there and we went down there and we were coming back and we were there all day. We left at eight o'clock and we got back at six 30 and I've talked about it on the podcast before when I'm out and I know I'm going to be driving long distances. I don't eat because my stomach will turn on me sometimes and I don't want it to be an issue where I have to pull over the side of the highway. And if I'm lucky, run into the woods to shit, you know, so I, I purposely don't eat on those occasions. And we're mm-hmm. getting back and I go through a drive through at, at McDonald's and all I wanted was I wanted some McDonald's french fries and I ordered some other things but the, the french fries, I just really wanted the french fries. And the kids, they ordered stuff, whatever, and I asked the youngest one, you don't want french fries? No, I don't want any french fries. So, Get through the drive-through and we're, we're driving home, and the youngest one is eating my French fries that he said he did not want. I would have bought him his own. So sure. we we pull up into the driveway, and I didn't actually pull up into the garage because I had to go get the dog back from the neighbor. And the youngest one gets out of the car and he's holding a McDonald's bag. The McDonald's bag rips open, and my fries just dump all over the mulch. <laughs>
0: I'm like
2: fuck! That's like I've been waiting hours for those, and. And then my oldest said, "Well, I'll go out and get you more." ah, uh, no. So it, it just made a bad day even worse.
1: You didn't pick them out of the mulch.
2: Uh the French fries, no. Huh. The the chicken nuggets that did, yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> they, they, they were they were on top of the French fries.
1: Okay, because I mean it's you know you do eat garbage. You are a garbage <laughs> eater. Yeah, but not
2: not mulch garbage.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> would say mulch is. Although your dog may have pissed in that mulch.
2: Uh, no, but it's just mulch is got chemicals in it. Okay. Where you know the trash just doesn't have chemicals. I don't know. Some yes. somewhere in my mind that makes sense as a yeah, delineation has, point.
1: Yeah, that trash might have somebody's syphilis all over it. But God <laughs> forbid those chemicals in the mulch. Well,
2: if somebody has syphilis and he's put stuff in my trash, they're one of the people from my family. So they probably okay. got it from me.
1: All right. Alright, is that all you got? That's all I
2: got. Okay,
0: that's all I got. Okay. And again. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really
2: Okay, so my week, this was not the clip I was gonna use. And I just happened to stumble upon this. I hope it's one that hasn't been used already. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and I did it was a little bit hard to cut up, but I, I figured it out just because there's some dialogue in in the very middle of it. so I, I cut the dialogue out so it's a little bit choppy in the middle but mm-hmm. I think you'll probably get it.
0: Is
1: that, um, that's not weird science where they're making the chick, is it? Wow! That's in my no- I was gonna use that one for next week! <laughs> really? Is that the one where they're going to, like, the, the, the firewall on the computer?
2: Yeah, it's... Dialogs in
1: here. anything bigger than a handful. You're risking a springtone. You're only in it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's when the vector boobs get smaller.
1: Okay. So the one that I was going to use is where it's, it's they're in some government computer and they, they come to like a firewall or something and they have to break through that firewall. Okay. But, okay, well, I guess I can't use weird science for next week.
2: Yeah, and I got to decide what I'm going to do about my end of the season now. Because I'm really kind of upset with myself that... You, you seem to think that you have both of my remaining movies figured I'm out. I'm pretty sure I
1: can, can I... can I... Can
2: Go ahead can, and can knock I, yourself out and guess.
1: Okay, was the, the one that you were going to do the next... So the last movie that you are going to do was one that Jen said don't do, and you told me that in an earlier podcast, and I guessed Escape from New York.
2: Yeah, well, you heard me say fuck at the end of the last yeah, podcast.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the other one you said, oh, and this is a movie that you have not seen. And I'm pretty sure that I've mentioned three movies that I have not seen on this podcast. Dirty I'll stop it right there. It was, it's not.
2: It's, it, you can't get it. But
1: go ahead. Well, I was, you know, not Dirty Dancing because I, I vetoed that. And I didn't, and I haven't seen Pretty in Pink, which I actually think I did see Pretty in Pink. But I didn't think you would do two John Hughes movies this close together. And then the third one was Bull Durham.
2: Okay. Uh, that Those are all great guesses. So, okay. Okay. So maybe I'll have to change it. Maybe I won't. Okay. All right. It's, I, if it's
1: Pretty and Pink, I'll feed to it. <laughs> <laughs> just,
2: just so yeah. you know. So Pretty and Pink should now be my go-to movie so I can actually guarantee that I do the next one. Okay. So you ready to get into the movie itself?
1: Uh, are, Aren't we thirsty yet? Oh, fuck yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I was just fishing around in my cooler. That's why I didn't. And it'll be the same song, right?
0: Come <laughs> on. Now it's time for me show. Slip me down and swallow good because I'm so
1: thirsty. All right.
2: Okay, my week. I'll go first. Okay. This, this is actually a impulse buy. All right. And it's an impulse buy that it took me three weeks to actually get around buying, <laughs> if that makes sense.
1: A little bit, but The gas station really. I go
2: into... Right inside the, the door to go inside, there is this little display of, they look like fifths of of different things.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: they are dirt cheap. So I'm figuring this must be like Mad Dog type quality.
1: Okay. But it it's is. It's funny because that's exactly what just came in my mind was, is, this, is he drinking Mad Dog? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. I used to do that in college. No. This is a Scarface Sour Raspberry Johnny Bootlegger. Malt Ooh. beverage with natural flavors and certified Ooh. color, 12% Ooh. alcohol by volume. Ooh. And the lady at the gas station, because that's where I get all my alcohol advice from is ladies at gas stations, said that some people drink it straight and some people drink it with vodka. Okay. So I'm drinking it straight. So let me
0: take a <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wow. Not good. Yeah, it's, want, it's not great. You want to cut it with some 7-Up or something?
2: No, it, there's not much of it. I, I drank oh. a third of it already. Oh. So,
1: Alright, so I drank a bunch of beers last night, and I didn't want to drink two beers, beers two nights in a row, so I am drinking some Smirnoff vodka with uh, black cherry bubbly sparkling water. Um,
2: that sounds surprisingly familiar to something that I would drink.
1: Yeah, but this is actually vodka. This is a this is a you know drinking vodka with some with something with filler. Okay, not not your fruity tooty. Take it in the can, drinks. <laughs> nice, <laughs> uh, mm, yummy. It's it's tasty. It's um it, it, those first couple of sips of vodka. It's always kind of weird. It's always like, oh yeah, that's that's vodka. No, because I don't drink much of it. So. I, I
2: I don't like vodka and I don't like tequila.
1: I'm not a fan of tequila.
2: I have, nope. a, I have a buddy, every time we get together, he he orders shots and shots of tequila. Ugh.
1: You know, I, I'm kind of to the point, and probably this goes back 10 years when somebody buys shots, and like, come on, man, let's do some shots, and they buy one. I'm like, I- I'm not doing it. Oh, come on, you pussy. No, man, I, I told you I didn't want one. Why'd you buy me one? Just, yeah, don't buy me shots. I ain't going to do them. Okay.
2: No. Okay, Sorry now are we ready for the movie yes
1: now we are ready for the movie Matt.
2: okay let's see if this works or not
1: oh, fuck is
2: this the wrong one am i gonna have to cut this
0: i don't know tango and cash they are super cops
2: <laughs> not done tango and cash gotta get raped in
1: prison (laughs) that was awesome (laughs) it was i'm so so proud of you (laughs) man
2: i tried so hard to find an instrumental bed for flash Uh that sounded anything close to it and that was the the closest i could find
1: okay great yeah and
2: the singing is just top-notch top-notch
1: top-notch Yes. But
2: Tango and Cash was released on December twenty second, nineteen eighty nine, barely qualifying for this show. It was directed by Andre or Andre who directed a bunch of Russian shit. It was written by Randy Feldman, who did this and the Eddie Murphy film Metro. It had
1: rewrites. Rand- Randy Feldman doesn't he write like songs for Toy Story and stuff?
2: That's Randy Newman.
1: Randy Newman,
2: okay. He's the one that sings Short People Got no, no Reason to Live.
1: Okay, yes.
2: And the Toy Story ones, yes. Okay. Uh, it, it was written by Randy Film, and uh, it had rewrites done by Jeffrey Bohm, who we've mentioned er- earlier podcasts, who did some of the Lethal Weapons, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and Inner Space. It stars Sylvester Stallone, who Doug has already mentioned, was uh, party 8 Kitty and Studs. Terry Hatcher, best known for having real and spectacular tits on Seinfeld. Jack Palance, best known for doing push-ups at the Oscars, and Kurt Russell, best known for the computer wore tennis shoes. In smaller roles, it had Brian James as Ponytail Wrecking, who is in both 48 Hours films, and James Hong from The Golden Child. It had a budget of $54 million and made $120 million. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 30% with critics and 52% with audiences. I I saw this in the theater.
1: I don't... I think I saw this in the theater. I know it. I rented it for sure. And then there were two guys from a friend of show, Chris, and he would have his buddy Jimmy over. And they just watched this movie constantly. It was always (gasps) on at their house.
2: This drink is really fucking terrible. (laughs) Okay. So, the movie starts. What is the first line of dialogue?
1: Um... I don't know what the first line of dialogue is, but the music, the opening music, sounded like the theme from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
2: It was a jaunty little tune. Yes. <laughs> but the first line is actually, let's do it. Let's do it. Except it was Stallone saying it. Okay. St- let's do it. <laughs> Stallone looks rather dapper here. And I have to say... of All of the films Stallone has been in, he looks the most normal in this film.
1: But his voice is so nasally.
2: But he, I mean, he's kind of playing against type because you would think that he would be more fitting of
1: the cash role rather than the tango role. Who the cash role was was supposed to go to Patrick Swayze. Oh, that would have been great. He turned it down and uh, did Roadhouse instead.
2: Well, I mean, that's a win-win. Yes. But with with this film with Kurt Russell, I think that this is very much a a cookie-cutter buddy cop film. Mhm. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm just saying that that it is very tropey and throughout the entire film it is very tropey. Yes. But well, okay,
1: hold on, it it play it doesn't play like an eighties movie though. I H- mean, how so? It just it seems too new, seems too crisp. It seems almost like, oh, it, it just I don't know. It, like a it Bay seems, film, it, like yeah, like mid nineties,
2: yeah. And well, you got to figure this was you know the tail Eight, end of the nineties or right. tail end of the eighties,
1: right? And but it, it doesn't, it just doesn't play like a prototypical eighties movie that we've talked about on this podcast. So, going
2: into this film, and I watched this film twice, okay, and the reason I watched it twice is the first time I watched it, I didn't take notes because I was just watching the film
0: mm-hmm
2: and the second time I actually did watch it to break it down to to write the notes for it. but going into this film, if you asked me who is Tango, who is cash, I would not have been able to tell you
1: I think I get i think i I got it. From the beginning, because in my notes, even before they announced that he's Tango, I have Tango chasing tanker, tr- tanker truck. And I didn't have to change that. Okay, okay. So, it was a guess, and I was right. There you go.
2: Oh, God, here comes Doug. He just got a race car bed, and now I'm going to have to hear about it.
1: But Tango is chasing this truck, this tanker truck, with his convertible Cadillac.
2: Is that an STS?
1: I don't know what it is, but he's like, I can take it myself. And...
2: He is talking, and they tell him that they are out of their jurisdiction, which Mm -hmm. to me means this arrest would be invalid. Right. But he's also talking, and he's driving 60, 70 miles an hour in a convertible. There's absolutely no fucking
1: way. Oh, there are so many unrealistic things that happen in this movie.
2: (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll give you that. But he's wearing a three-piece suit, and Mm -hmm. I have... As we've mentioned before in this podcast, I have multiple suits. I do not have any three-piece suits. No. The only time I remember ever having a three-piece suit was probably for Easter when I was ten years old.
1: What about when you rented a tuxedo for prom? Well, that's a tuxedo, yeah. But
2: that—that's. I'm talking about one that was actually mine, and that was the other thing. Was the only I was going to say for vests, the only times I ever wore vests were I actually had like a leather vest that not that kind of leather vest a just a regular leather vest that i would wear to work and then i also had like a leather vest that had uh uh, uh, this other leather vest was whatever it was fine
1: but and and somehow you managed to find somebody to marry you or maybe that's a miracle or,
2: or maybe that's how i did
1: oh god with your awesome leather vest it's
2: all, I'm gonna put a picture up of me in my leather vest. So I
1: have a picture of like me, yeah, when I was like five or six years old at Easter with the the checkered pants and the checkered vest, and I don't know if there's a jacket that came along with it, but yeah.
2: Oh okay, yeah, I finished that drink. Um, okay. So the the guy I went underwear shopping with, um, I actually went to the same mall, Brookfield Square, that we went underwear shopping at for homecoming one year, and. I bought a, not a suit, but I bought a sport coat. Can you guess where I bought
1: it at? Uh, Chess King.
2: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Ugliest fucking jacket. Yeah,
1: I've got a, I, I wore a, uh, a sweater that was like a cardigan sweater and it had big round leather buttons. <laughs> Jesus, you're saying it weird. Buttons, yeah, that's it was. Yeah, that sweater is fucking ugly as well.
2: You know, I remember that was actually homecoming my senior year, and I adored the girl that I took to homecoming my my senior year, and you show up at homecoming or prom or twerp or whatever it is, and what do you do? when your date just looks fucking terrible
1: <laughs> uh, you go find your buddies and throw a dip in because <laughs> I've done that
2: yeah so did you ever get the the ultimatums of you quit smoking or X or you quit chewing or X
1: uh, it was yeah girl I was dating it's it's I don't I don't want you to ever smoke pot again I'm like that's kind of unrealistic it's like you asking me to never eat a bite of chocolate again
2: what, did she have Shelties'? Yes. Okay. <laughs>
1: I'm getting yeah, good and, at this shit, Doug. And I, I think that that was, that was part of, a, of our ultimate demise was that I got really, really high at a party. And, and when I got high, uh, rat my dog eyes, came out, rat, the rat came out. Like my eyes got all red and squinty and, and I got super bad cotton mouth. So my, my front teeth were showing. So it looked like I was the rat jonesing for cheese. And that was <laughs> my nickname for a time. And everybody knew that I was high. She was not there, but. I was, knowing my friends, word was going to get back to her that this had happened. Uh, and had I cu- kept my mouth shut, maybe it would not have, but I preemptively told her. Um, and, and she's like, why are you telling me? I'm like, well, because somebody else would probably you're gonna tell you. are going to find out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: No, it, funny story, haha. When I moved to Columbus, she was... Her sister was one of the only people that I actually knew that lived in Columbus. And she moved out of Columbus a week after I got here.
0: Mm, okay.
2: So I never actually talked to her. And her sister and I were not friends. We knew who each other were. And she mm-hmm. probably actually would not have hung out with me because of who I was in high school anyway.
1: Okay. Should we get back to the movie? Possibly. Take
0: bags. Take bags.
2: But Tango takes out a gun. And do you well, first say about the-
0: he
1: speeds ahead of the tanker,
2: right right? He, okay. he gets
1: way ahead and he pull he gets about you know a half a mile ahead of this tanker
2: over over a like a a hill or a crest.
1: Yes, yes. and he takes out this little thirty eight special, which for close range to take somebody out, sure. I mean it's it's a little pocket gun, but he drops the bullets out and puts in some special loads. And I'm just thinking to myself, he's just got this little itty-bitty gun It reminded me of this. Noisy crickets. Hey, okay, no, no, come on, man. You, you get a, a series four, the atomizer, I, I get a little, little midget cricket. Oh! Yeah, but, but he starts shooting at this thing.
2: But, and the but actually, just before he starts shooting, why did he – it was because it was a special load? Because he, he had a speed loader for for like the equivalent of a six-shooter, basically. Mm-hmm. It's I, I. You probably know the the proper terminal. I call it a speed loader or a quick load. Yeah, it's well, a speed loader. Okay. Yeah. Why did he drop? Because it looked it wasn't a full gun. It looked like only four, maybe five shells actually dropped to the ground. But why I think did that? Would it I it think was a special that, load.
1: I think that particular gun has only five a five round
2: oh, cylinder. Okay.
1: Yes. No, and
2: you know, special load. I reserve those. You know. Yes. For, for special nights for 10.
1: Yeah. Yes. Special load. Um, but yeah, it's whether they're hollow points or pack some extra punch, I don't know, you know, but yeah, he starts shooting at this thing and hits a couple of shots in the windshield and then hits the, the grill.
2: Yeah. And probably takes out the radiator, but who but who is the driver of that truck? He's got a huge chin. Yeah. Do you know what his name is? No. It's Robert Zadar. Okay. Who's best known for Maniac Cop and...
0: Pop Quiz Hot Shot
2: Any guess of how many films he's been in
1: 87
2: 121 Okay His last role was in 2020 which is impressive because he died in 2015
1: Right I saw that Yeah
2: And uh, the captain uh Tango's captain has been in everything
1: Right He's he's definitely one of those guys His
2: name's Jeffrey Lewis, and he's uncredited in this film.
1: I know. I couldn't find him on IMDb. I had to go to Wikipedia to find him. And do Um, you know
2: how many movies he's been in?
1: No. How many movies has he been in? Take a guess. 153.
2: 225. Holy shit. Last one was in 2018, despite dying in 2015.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. But so, okay, so he shoots the grill. Why do they slam on the brakes? Why don't they just keep going and run him down?
2: Uh, it, it is a convenience of plot.
1: Right. Because they slam on the brakes and they come flying out of the windshield. Yeah. And this is,
2: was this planning from Tango? He shot, he shot both sides of the windshield. So that when they came forward, they would come out through the windshield. Uh, we was, don't know. Right. But here, here is my thing with, with this particular, this is a very tropey thing where somebody stands tall in front of a braking car or a braking Mm -hmm. truck, and it comes to a screeching halt right in front of them, no fucking way would I ever do that. No. (laughs) Especially not in the age of anti-lock brakes where it's like, (laughs) and that shit is just going to hit you. Right. But here we get actually a repeat clip from you.
0: Check the whole truck, asshole. There's nothing in it. And you're out of your neighborhood, big city boy. I want your badge. I want your weapon. I want your ass. Who in the fuck do you think you are? He thinks he's Rambo. Rambo is a pussy.
2: So he shoots the tanker. Right. And cocaine starts pouring out. I'm assuming it's cocaine.
1: Yes. And he puts his hand underneath the cocaine. Do you realize how high he would get having just like three pounds of cocaine pouring onto his hand and his sweaty pores? <laughs> But, he would be so fucking high. But
2: that's a major gamble in case he is wrong. Right. If he's wrong, that's that's a bad day for everybody. Yes. But we get the introduction of Perrette, who is overacted by Jack Palance. Palance. Palance, sorry. As Palance. I'm, <laughs> fuck you, man.
1: You're saying it weird.
2: You're saying it weird. <laughs> but... Palance wants to take care of Tango and Cash his way. This is stupid. It is so dumb because we have the three bad guys. We have like, and it's the, like, and
1: it's, it's like a who's who of 80s bad guys in that vehicle. But
2: it is Perrette, Quan, and what's the third guy's name?
1: I uh, some Frenchie.
2: Okay. But it is just stupid for, because <laughs> I wanted to say Palance again. Uh, Perrette wants to do it his way. He's big into games for Mm -hmm. some fucking reason. Loves his mice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a little, that's a, yeah, I'll get into that in just a minute. But now we get the intro of, of Cash, who's played by Kurt Russell. And there's a lot of newspaper plot forwarding or, you know, information dumps in real quick chunks from newspapers in this film. But we see that both Tango and Cash have their own headlines on the front page, and yes. we learn that Cash does not particularly care for Tango. Right. And in, in the paper on the headline, it says that he made a bust of 200 kilos of cocaine. Can you take a guess as to the 2021 value of that?
1: Uh, $30 million. $30 million. I don't know what a, I I don't know what a kilo is. I don't mean, know how much what a kilo costs. It's five point six million. Okay, so still a lot of money.
2: But he actually, when we're introduced to Cash, he's driving a classic Corvette.
1: Is it? I, it's, he's driving an awfully nice car, but then we go into his apartment, which is
2: just a shithole.
1: Yeah, and it's it's a stereotypical cop eighties shithole apartment,
0: and.
2: The way he closes that garage door as soon as he he rolls in, that is incredible timing. That is like in Revenge of the Sith where the spaceship is coming down and the doors close and it Mm -hmm. barely has any clearance. Right. But he's in his apartment and he's looking in a mirror in a mirror bus and a guy shoots cash.
1: Yeah. With a three fifty seven twice point blank range, I don't care what kind of vest you're wearing. And he, I mean, and Cash even says later on, he's like, ah, he's, you know, shooting with uh
2: half loads uh, or something like that. Half loads
1: or something like that. Okay. Yeah. But uh, he's got like, what, a foot shotgun?
2: Yeah. He's got a boot gun. Yeah. Right. And then Cash is, is chasing this guy down and he has a weapon with a laser sight, which this at the time was probably not next level tech, but. It was still kind of on the bleeding edge of being out there, but now it just
1: looks ridiculous.
2: Yeah, exactly. And he chases this guy into the parking lot, and Cash rescues a bag lady from being right. hit by a truck, right? That's being driven by the bad guy, and Cash commandeers a car from somebody that is apparently Russian.
1: Yes, and, and it's it, we we come to that a little bit in just a little bit, but first they drive. At, after he commandeers the car, he drives. Wait, wait, wait,
2: before you before you go forward, can a cop do that?
1: I don't know, but you see it all the time in movies.
2: They can I uh, actually, I did, I did look it up. It mm-hmm. is extremely rare that okay. it happens in real life. It is it extremely in common yes. <laughs> in in cop movies.
1: Right, but now we first we get our first glance at boobs in this movie. Some people are banging in, in the parking garage. Yep,
2: yep. So you had asked me last week if there were any boobs in this film, and hopefully you saw that there are multiple boobs across this film.
1: Yeah, but we'll get to that, because I you said that, the you know, the strip club. Right. Uh, but well, we'll I, I knew the, this part we'll, as well. Okay, but we'll, we'll get to that. But, um, yeah, Th- this truck, this, like, jacked-up Toyota pickup truck that's got the light bar on top, as it's going through the parking garage, it's taking out all of the hanging fluorescent lights. Yeah. How, no, the, f- how, no. the, f- how the fuck did it get into the parking garage? Well, it
2: would, yeah, it would be a problem no matter what. It, it, it doesn't matter. He's being chased. He'd be taking out these lights with that light bar anyway. Right. So yeah, I, I had a problem with that. And then eventually,
1: they do a lot of stuff in this movie just because it looks cool.
2: Yeah. Well, and and it works for that. Sure. And at the end of the whole chase. There are multiple cars that are crashed and the Russian guy has kind of like rushed out and, and he's pissed about what Cash has done to his car.
0: Crazy guy! What did you do if my car? I Welcome to America!
1: Yeah, some funny ha Cold War humor. Now this is at the tail end of the Cold War, but it's still going on. you between Gorbachev and and uh Reagan. It, it, it would have been better to have Yakov Shmirdov. So there's a guy that we go canoeing with that he sells green plastic trays.
2: Okay, sure.
1: And Yakov Shmirdov has a place down in Branson, Missouri. Okay. And he 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 has a voicemail from Yakov Shmirdov saying, "Hello Jerry, this is Yakov Shmirdov." <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. That's yeah. awesome. I don't know. If, I don't know if he still has. I hope he has it on his phone or has saved that phone. But it's yeah. This, so his whatever his casino or his theater buys these green plastic trays from our friend Jerry.
2: Okay. Wow. Okay. But now Tango is at at the police station, and just like Cash is not a fan of Tango, Tango is not a fan of Cash. Yes. And we get the introduction of. Catherine or Kiki who is played by whom? Terry Hatcher. Right.
1: And Tango is a
2: little bit overprotective of his sister because she's obviously an adult. Yes.
1: And honestly, their relationship, it it borders on cre- creepy. A little bit. She, he doesn't like the fact that she's going someplace overseas to dance. Yeah. Well, she's a stripper, right? I mean, let, let, let's... <sighs> It, no, no, that club that they go into later on is
2: a oh, same club like, from Flashdance.
1: It's it's like it's it's a big ass club, and I think that's just entertainment. Honestly, I think that that it's not exotic entertainment, but we'll get into that. Okay. Um, but uh, now now Cash is talking. He's in the elevator, and he's talking about how
2: this. Wait, 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 wait! You got um, a whole other thing which is really important. Um, a uniform cop pops in as. Tango is talking to Kiki because he does not want her to go on this tour. And she promises that she will be a good girl and she will call him. But this uniform cop pops in and says that his broker is on line three. And he wants to know what a margin call is, I think. Yes. And do you think the other cops would like him? No. No, I think they would be like, this rich asshole, fuck this guy.
1: Right. Here I am making $23,000 a year and this fucker... You know, and I'm busting my balls, and this asshole is rich as fuck, and he's just doing this for fun. Right, fuck him
2: exactly. And now we're at Cash's station. Cash's yes. station, not nearly as nice as Tango Station.
1: No, it's on a different. It's on the other side of the tracks in L.A. But yeah, he's now he's in the elevator, and he's talking about how this assassin used soft loads, into half his loads, vest. is what
2: half, he called them. Yeah,
1: is it half loads. Half loads, and, yeah. And it wrecked his nine-dollar shirt, <laughs> but.
2: There's several clues that that come up that they should have figured that something wasn't quite
1: right. Well, yeah, because he's got a 380 at his desk and he's like, hey, who's fucking with my guns? The sights are all shifted. But first of all, you wouldn't just leave a gun sitting in your desk. Yeah, sitting in your desk drawer. (laughs) What
2: what do you just have? Whores and drug dealers just walking through that general area. And he says that he needs a a new vest. This is where I rely on your expertise, Doug. Is it like a, a bulletproof vest like a condom that it's like once, maybe twice you can use it, and that's it?
1: It's like an airbag. Once it's used, you you've taken out taken out the integrity of, of it. so yeah, well you, you get shot in that vest, you take it and you throw away. But
2: okay, okay. But he, like you said, he noticed that the sights were off, which should have mm-hmm. been another clue. And he goes to interrogate the guy who just shot him.
1: Right. who claims he does not speak any English.
2: Right, and the guy is taking a piss, and the other cop that's in the bathroom leaves, and Cash puts a chair on his neck, mm-hmm. and the the guy eventually doesn't admit that he speaks English, but he tells him that there's a deal tonight, and he gives him the address. Right, and then we cut back to Tango's precinct, and the captain Captain gives him the exact same address.
1: Right, and asks him why you make so much money. Why do you do this? And Tango says, I like the action.
2: And then what does Tango say to
1: that? I don't know. He what says, he is, say? is
2: that a proposal?
1: He, oh, he does?
2: Yeah. And that that comes up twice. And then Tango follows it up with. And they get married. So, you know. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but now we are, are introduced to a little bit more formally, or at least a little bit more formally to Perrette and the other two crime bosses in paret's office and we, there's the motivation for the crime bosses come out here
1: yes
0: gabriel
2: cash Oh god.
0: how many millions how many oh god ray tango how oh, he loves to dance he waltzes in and takes all my drugs and then tango's back out again I have a
2: question about yes. this. Does he have like an AV guy on staff that is like changing the inputs to all of his monitors? <laughs>
1: right. It's quite complex, and he has
2: a a matrix screen setup where he has multiple screens in an array, and sometimes they're showing individual things, and sometimes they're showing a single picture. That is actually very expensive equipment, which is not the problem. The problem is to switch from one source to another to get it to work right is not a real simple thing to do. And it just works for the convenience of plot.
1: Well, he's got a Navy director sitting behind a two-way mirror working aboard.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly. He's got a guy with who's running the same thing that fires the laser on the Death Star.
1: Right. Which but is a Grass Valley
2: been, switcher, by the way.
1: Now we're introduced to another bad guy. What's his name? Well, there's, Bonytail,
2: there's, well, um, Ponytail. Uh, it is not Kieran, it is... Um, he plays
1: a general in, um, oh God, why can't I think of the movie now? Uh, uh, thin Red Line? No, Leilu Le- Le- Dallas, I have Leilu Dallas, Bruce Willis. Uh, Fifth on. Element? Yes, he plays like the general, this is one of the one of the movies that he does not play a bad guy.
2: Yeah, actually, so I have him labeled as Ponytail the entire yeah, time. so do I. So, <laughs> so, so his I. real name, I don't know. I had it at the top, but I don't know what it is now. Yeah,
1: but he he's obviously has an Australian accent, but uh, he's American. He's yeah,
2: but Perrette doesn't want to kill them. He wants to play a game, and then he has these... Are they mice or are
1: they rats? They look like mice, but they're really big fucking mice. And
2: he puts them in a maze to prove a
1: point. And I Which don't know if seen. that
2: actually proves the point.
1: I don't know, but, it, I mean, it's like it has these little doors... You would have to like take off the plexiglass because this this maze is what twelve feet long. It's pretty fucking so, huge. You would have to take the plexiglass off to clean up all the piss and shit from the mice because they just piss and shit everywhere. And but do you think he's got like a like a Richard Gere thing going on? <laughs> well,
2: that that comes up later. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just an idiot, right? I mean, the 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 play here is to kill them. You know, just right, kill but- him. Just take him out of the out, out of the picture.
1: But you can't kill them because he doesn't want to risk all-out war with the police,
2: And he wants to discredit them. And he has a giant shipment of guns coming in. Which actually, it's mentioned here. And other than there being a ton of guns at his warehouse, mm-hmm. it it's never it comes up again. And Quan is there. Quan, by the way, is always smoking a heater. Yes, he is. And then we go to like the, the night and... Tango and Cash are both at the same place, and Tango is on a stakeout, and he sees the ponytail guy do the, once again, very tropey, walks by, garage door, half opens, suitcase, slid out, he picks it up, keeps walking.
1: Right. And then, is once he's in this warehouse, he's just walking very casually, like, Doo, do, do do nothing going on here. Yeah,
2: but he, Tango is following him, and he's doing a crappy job of it. He's not being... Yes. He's not in stealth mode at all. No. He, he is very obvious with footfalls and everything else. And well, he's
1: got those shoes that are, like, flat on the bottom. Like, the, the dress shoes that everybody wore to homecoming in 89, 90. You know what I'm talking about? With the very, very thin laces? Yes. Yeah. That. Those are not good cop shoes. You try getting into a chase with somebody... You're going to be slipping and sliding all over the place. Oh, yeah.
2: Th- those things do not – they have no yet. traction, and, yeah, they're and they're loud.
1: they're noisy as fuck. But what I, what, one thing that I noticed about Tango and Cash is they have poor trigger trigger discipline. discipline. They both have their fingers on the trigger on their, on their pistols the entire time.
2: But as Tango is following him, following Ponytail, Cash is not very far behind, and Tango and Cash finally meet each
0: other. What are you doing here? You almost got yourself killed, pal. Oh, really? I'd say it's the other way around. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I pulled this trigger and your throat's hanging off that wall behind you. Really? You pulled that trigger on it to blow you in half. You got the visual. You are fucking deluded, pal. You never had a chance to hit him with that gun. Oh, that was this one. this one?
2: Yeah, he has he's a second gun on yes. his dick. Yeah. And actually, when you said uh, Tango and Cash first meet, I thought you were going to actually have this. <laughs> you know what that's from
1: i couldn't even hear anything
2: oh i'm sorry it'll be on the podcast it's actually ms (laughs) pacman oh okay yeah because of inputs and stuff you couldn't hear i'm sorry i played it from youtube live (laughs) okay but there's a little bit of a banter between tango and cash and tango says it's his case because he's been on it for three months and Cash actually brings up a great point here.
0: Yes, says, shows how stupid you are, because I've been on it for about mm, half an hour now, and here I am all
1: caught up with you. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's a, it's a setup.
2: Yeah, they walk into a room, and they're holding a gun on a guy who's dead. Right. And they right. realize and, that the body's Ca- wired.
1: Yeah, and Cash is like, hey, what's my pistol doing here?
2: Yeah. <laughs> He not only has poor trigger discipline, he has poor gun discipline as far as like keeping yes. control of his fucking guns. Because he has no an kidding. unlocked drawer at his desk. And then apparently that's how it got stolen. And right. you know, Cash's second gun, the one about the sights, is there, and the next thing we see is ponytail guy hands a random guy that we haven't seen before a tape and tells him to use that.
0: Right. And, and the, the FBI, FBI has busts in, you
2: bust in and both of them kind of try to distance themselves from the other, but they are in it, and they're in it together, and they're both basically fucked.
1: Right. But now we, now both of their lieutenants are talking, and they're talking about the
0: evidence that they have against them. What do they have? They got a 380 with Cassius fingerprints on it. They think it's the murder weapon, and they got it down to ballistics checking it. They were found at the scene of the crime, and nobody else was seen coming or going. What else? Sir, tape's ready. What tape? Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Then we jump into the trial, right? And, and, who's,
1: and who's the first guy that testifies?
2: Uh, the guy who was handed the tape, Michael Jeter. Is that his name? I don't know.
1: He's been—he's one of those guys. He always plays somebody kind of hunched over and sweaty. He actually
2: was in a, a couple episodes, or at least one episode of Next Generation.
1: Okay. I, what I remember him most from, and I believe it's his last role, was uh, Open Range with Kevin Costner and Robert Duvall. Have you seen that?
2: Uh, no, I have not. It's a
1: really, if you like westerns, it, it's very, very underrated, especially the final shootout. The final shootout is amazing.
2: Have you, have you seen The Postman? Yes. I liked The Postman.
1: Oh, I did not care for it. I
2: know everybody says that movie's awful. I liked it. What, what did you feel about Waterworld?
1: Uh, kind of the same. Yeah, same uh, thing with me. I, I, thought,
2: I didn't think actually. I thought the postman was better than Waterworld. Yes. yes. But you, you know, Waterworld's thing was how much it costs, and right. it was a thing where they they shot on water, which you know <laughs> you're taking a fucking gamble there.
1: Well, I mean, Cameron's done it twice.
2: Well, Cameron. I mean, he. I. The next. Okay, we are a year out from it. How much will Avatar 2 make?
1: Not nearly as much as the first one.
2: Yeah, I I didn't think Avatar 1 was going to make Dick.
1: Well, did you see what they did, what he did? Was he re-released it in China so it could beat Endgame? Oh, did he really? Just just recently, yes. Re-released it in China so it could beat Endgame.
2: No, I I watched, um, I mean, it was in the theater forever. And I went Mm -hmm. and saw Avatar. And Avatar is an impressive looking film, but it is boring as shit.
1: And the fact that he's making what four sequels back to back? Yeah, something
2: ridiculous like They've, that.
1: I mean, it's got to be something else that other than other than these uh, whatever Navi. Yeah, it's it's got to be it's got to take place in a different location because it'll just like the Matrix movies. It'll just, people will just lose interest. Well, I mean,
2: I I did not think that. Avatar would do as, as well as it, it did and you know Titanic before Titanic came out everybody's like James Cameron's done because mm-hmm. his his ego basically caused this movie to balloon to 200 million dollars from a budget perspective and then it went on to be the the biggest grossing film and you know it was a different time Titanic was in the theater for like a year yeah, and it was ridiculous like you could not get Every, it was in the top 10 forever. Mm-hmm. And now a movie will be number one, make $150 million the first week. It'll be on video two months later. Right. So it, it's completely crazy. But
1: do you see yourself going back to the theater? Yeah. For, for you certain do? films. Yeah. Okay.
2: And there are, there are movies where I, I, for like a romantic comedy or something like that, fuck it. I don't care. I don't need right. to see it in the theater. There are, are there are films that, We've talked about make this. Make more before. sense to see Star in Wars the theater. Star Bond. Yeah, I mean, No Time to Die. I probably will see that in the
1: theater. Sure. And you'll be you'll be one of 18 people in the theater on opening day. Because nobody's I, going back to the theater.
2: I, I don't know. People want to get out and do anything. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they the audio oh. expert <laughs> authenticates the t- the tape on the stand. And one of the things is they're kind of doing this back and forth where they show a witness – and then they show Tango and Cash at the defense table, and they are talking about fucking each one of them up in different ways. Mm-hmm. All the different people that are testifying.
1: Sure. The next guy that they refer to as Java the Hutt. What was he <laughs> what was he testifying about?
2: That was uh that was actually the guy who authenticates the audio.
1: Oh, is okay. So Michael Jeter's the guy Michael Jeter is well he's the audio expert, isn't he?
2: You know, I, I I don't know. I don't have them individually.
1: There's the doctor that asks Doug Quaid to take the red pill in Total Recall.
2: Yeah, that that's that's the guy from Next Generation that I was talking
1: about. Okay, that guy. Okay, right.
2: but the um the guy who who shot Cash actually, other than the fact that he can't speak, he can speak English. He's telling the truth on the stand about what happened. Right. And it it comes out that uh, Tango's lawyer wants him to actually cop a plea. But what is there to say about Tango's lawyer?
1: Well, he's Elaine Bennis' boss from... Hmm. Hmm. Uh. It was a
0: damp and chilly afternoon,
1: so I decided to put on my sweatshirt. (laughs) (laughs) You
2: you put an exclamation point after sweatshirt. That's the glasses episode, right?
1: Uh, uh, Jake... Oh, what is his name? Jake Jermaine? Jermel. Jermel. Jake Jermel. Yes, that's the glasses episode.
2: It's really, really sad that I actually know that. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) Tango's lawyer wants him to cop a plea, and Tango wants to talk to Cash. And the the supposed plea deal is that they're going to go to Club Fed for 18 months.
1: 18 months, yes.
2: And they both want to make a statement to the court. And Cash says that he is seniority because his birthday is earlier in the year than Tango. Does it work that way?
1: No, it doesn't.
2: So do, do you have the seniority age. on the podcast over me? Cause your birthday is in February and mine's in April. No, you're
1: old. You're older than I am. So yeah,
2: yeah. but it doesn't matter anyway because Cash was lying. No.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> and Tango knows when Cash's birthday is.
1: Right. He Tango asks the, to approach the bench, which the judge would be like, You can't approach the bench. That would never happen in a court of law.
2: Right. But he he gives a heartfelt speech. Yes. And then Cash, well, Cash, his speech is... eh, It's a little blue. It's not as heartfelt.
1: Mr. Tango has uh, spoken very eloquently. And I wish I could be as forgiving.
0: But I can't because... This whole thing fucking sucks. I mean, this is the biggest crowd in the Your Honor, your Yeah,
2: the crowd is going wild. All the cops are super happy.
1: Yes, because they all know that they're getting fucked.
2: And, you know, they are guilty. And how, how do we find out that they're guilty?
1: Um, newspaper. Oh, the newspaper says that. Yeah, they're guilty. Thanks, It's one of the thanks. things. Thanks. Thanks, yeah, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. But but Jack Jack Palance's <laughs> says says that they won't make it eighteen months. Yeah, but
2: his, his Pretz associates, Palance's associates, <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't appreciate the games that he's playing.
1: No, they do not. And you know, Tango and Cash arrive at prison, and, and it's like it's like Shawshank, but it looks exactly like Shawshank Redemption prison.
2: Well. It is, actually, because it was filmed at the same place.
1: Uh, That's a lie.
2: No. That's a lie. The prison scenes were filmed about an hour north of where I currently sit, in Mansfield, Ohio. Same place as Shawshank and parts of Air Force One were filmed there as well. Really? Absolutely 100% true. Wow. Okay.
1: If I find out that you're lying, <laughs> I'm
2: coming to first Ohio.
1: Time. I'm going to come to Ohio and castrate you.
2: Well, if you come to Ohio, you'll have to drive right actually no, you won't have to drive right past it because it's it's north on seventy one. No, it's it's okay. it's about sixty miles north of here.
1: Hey, 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 hey. Don't give any clues as to where your house might be. We might have some like obsessed fans that are gonna to want to try and find where we live.
2: I said north of Columbus. That doesn't really narrow it down.
1: Well, there's not that many houses in Columbus. Yeah.
2: There's there it, it it's basically like uh Dousman. Okay. <laughs> Except not quite that big.
1: Yeah. So, do you think that they're worried about getting ass-raped in prison? <laughs> okay, these places are like prisons.
0: Like people getting ass-raped? What? Oh, my God. No, no it's not, not ass like people getting ass-raped. Come on, raped. man. No, it's that people don't want to be here because they feel like they Because they're be- getting ass-raped. No, he's oh. getting ass-raped. Right.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't think you were a, a sunny guy. Oh, uh, no. But then, do you think this sort of thing happens?
2: Was it the uh, Blue Moon or uh, Blue Oyster the blue, Bar?
1: The blue, the blue Oyster Bar.
2: Actually, I thought that was supposed to be later.
1: And the thing
2: is, they would. this would never happen because they were not meant to be sent to a max prison. They were supposed right. to go to Club Fed. And the two captains are trying to figure out where they are. Mm-hmm. And now we get to Doug's favorite part of the film. Oh, yes. Which is uh, Tango and Cash are in the shower together. And Cash is trying to figure out who it is who set them up. Was it Quan or was it Lopez? So Lopez is the other guy.
1: Okay, so he's not French. He's Colombian.
2: And Cash bends down and this happens.
0: What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Relax. Soap. And don't flatter yourself, Pee-wee. I don't know you that well. But
2: after he calls him Pee-wee, he, he then goes on to call him Tripod. Which there, there's definitely a difference there.
1: (laughs) A little bit. Yes. And
2: Cash says they're going to put us in Gen Pop and Tango says there's no way they They do not put cops in Gen Pop, which is true. And as they do it, do indeed get put in Gen Pop. And then your whole rape thing kind of has a little bit of truth to it.
0: Shit, I put half these guys away. Hey Tango! Where are you? You're my shirt like my bitch! Cash about kick your fucking ass, foodloaf!
2: And yeah. there's one other person who is actually very, very excited that Tango and Cash, or at least Tango, is in this prison. Who's that?
1: The guy with the kind chin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wanna actually explain that?
2: The what a kind chin actually means?
1: Well, When you see a woman and you say, oh, she's got a kind chin. Like you're just kind of saying it in passing. And somebody goes, what kind of chin? And you go, the kind I'd like to rest my balls (laughs) on. Is that a Wisconsin thing? That's the joke. No, that's something from my father. Which may be a Wisconsin thing. Well,
2: I've I've heard it many times and I've said that here multiple times. Okay. But uh, Cash's roommate is a huge guy. And he won't let him use the toilet. And as Cash is going to take a piss, he the guy says, "That's mine." He's, he's like, what? Crap,
1: the, "The crapper is mine." What am yeah. I supposed to do? And then the
2: guy steps out, and he's this huge hulking guy. He's like, "I <laughs> want to get one thing straight. That is yours, <laughs> right?" And on the other hand, we have Tango's roommate, who is who is playing Tango's roommate, Clint Howard. Who is Opie's brother? Who has appeared right. in every uh, Ron Howard film?
1: Was see what role did he play in Solo? That is well, uh, well is Solo a, a yes. Ron
2: Howard film? Because yes. he was not there at the beginning, so that might be the exception. That would be a housekeeping thing.
1: He's got his. It's.
2: I mean, he directed it, but it was originally by the guys who directed the the Lego movie,
1: right? And I'm in, I'm always interested wondering. What direction were they going that, that Kathleen Kennedy came in and said, yeah, we can't do this?
2: It was more slapsticky, just comedy, I okay. think. Okay.
1: Okay. And, which it, may have been good for Star Wars. No, and
2: Solo, and I know you're going to disagree with me here. In my opinion, Solo is the best of the Mouse House Star Wars films.
1: Yeah, I disagree with
2: you. Don't. You would say Rogue One is definitely oh, of course. better. Yes, of course. That Rogue. Rogue One is my number two okay. of them, but Solo. The problem with Solo is there's no reason for it to exist, right? And they tried to shoehorn so much shit in there. And mm. uh, who is the one that plays the 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 robot lover of Lando?
1: I don't know what her name is. I it's, it's she's, she's a huge
2: deal, and she she's, she starred yeah. in Fleabag and a bunch of other shit. Okay. And she, everybody says that, you know, everything she does is incredible and she, she shits Sherbert and farts rainbows and she's okay. Mm -hmm. She was the worst part of that film for me. Right. Right. And the whole thing with her being the, the brains behind the Millennium Falcon, problematic to me, but you know, we're, we're getting off topic here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah. So Clint Howard has this slinky and first of all, they would not let him have a slinky in prison. You don't think so? No, because it could be used as a weapon or you could use it to hang yourself. I don't think you can hang yourself with a slinky. Oh, the hell you can't. You you take that thing and you stretch it out and you triple up that wire and you wrap that around your neck. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, you should test it. Aaron Hernandez <laughs> hung himself with a bed sheet.
2: Well, um, uh, what's his face? Um, Epstein? Epstein, yeah. He hung himself with, he, well, he didn't hang himself. No. So. <laughs> I, no. I I think in my notes it actually said something about Epstein at some point. I, I don't know why, but, mm-hmm. yeah, he didn't count. But so now it's the
1: evening. But what, it, Tango it,
2: is looking at stocks in the paper, though, when he's right. talking to – and it, it's very, very different experiences that the two of them have, which I guess actually makes sense. But if you think of, of the two of them, who is the, the brawnier of the two of them? Who is, like, the bigger of the two guys?
1: I would say Tango is.
2: Yeah, Tango is the bigger guy. He's the shorter of the two.
1: Right. But you see them talking face-to-face yeah. later on in the movie. He must have – he had to have been standing. Yeah, he's on, standing on like
2: on, a like a um, pear a, or a, pear, um, a peach crater or something like right. that. He's standing on phone books or something because – yeah, Stallone is not a tall guy.
1: Right. But no, it's – so now we see, you know, their experiences in the evening, what's going on with both of them while they're trying to sleep. And Tango, Clint Howard is all wrapped up in his slinky, and Cash is on the bottom bunk with the big fat dude. His mattress is like sinking down; it's like three inches from his face. Yeah, and no, it, that, it's that it's would thin- kill him
2: because it would and, eventually collapse.
1: And he's farting, and and he's punching the guy. And as he's punching him, more farts are coming out. Ha 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 ha. ha. Yeah, that was kind
2: uh, of a, that was actually one of the things about this movie I didn't like was this particular thing where. The guy on top of Cash is leaning down. I didn't have a problem with that, but as he's punching him, the fart thing is like, it really went lower than it had to. Right. It's like us saying cunt. It's like not necessary. Right. Seven weeks in a row.
1: Yes. But now there's a deleted scene where um, a female guard comes and visits one of them. Prisoner
0: 2869 Strip. I understand you might be hiding some contraband. You're going to have to do a
1: with this. And now it's time to play the, the game that's sweeping the nation.
0: And now it's time for Name That Porn
2: Star.
1: Any guesses, Matt?
2: No, but funny story. Um, who was the porn star last week? Uh... I don't remember. So the, the whole, Hey, this isn't a meat popsicle. This tastes like
1: dick. That, well, that wasn't, that, that was just this extra clip. Oh, that, that was, I'm sorry. That, was, that was, was just the extra clip. Yes. That was, okay.
2: I know that actress because oh. she's in like, uh, there's, there's two films, um, that stand out to me in the pornography genre as, as like things that, I remember very closely. And there's one that is that woman, I'm almost certain, where she comes home from work one day and her husband is unemployed and she's all pissed because she's working at a factory or whatever. And <laughs> she like takes off her pants and he's like, Oh, you're all sweaty and she she just straddles his face and she says, Shut up and eat. And it's like, okay. Great <laughs> nice. clip. There is this one thing. It is a very much a holy grail for me where I want to know where, what film this comes from because I know I saw it and I saw it because it was a videotape my dad had. He didn't have a Stetson box, but he did okay. have like some pornography. And there was this one clip and it was a, I think a monk and it was at a monastery and the guy was getting blown by somebody. And as he's about to come, he says, I want you to call it Gift. <laughs> Which for me just stood out as like this really funny thing. And I've done a lot of research and I have not been able to find that clip.
1: Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's when you type something in, it's the, the shit that you get. Yeah. So yeah.
2: No, I, I don't have a guess, but so tell me okay. who it was.
1: Chasey Lane. Oh, oh, God. Uh,
2: Chasey Lane, I can't explain. You know, uh, uh, what, the Bloodhound Gang? You know that song, right? No. Oh, that's a housekeeping thing. Don't okay. don't Google it, but yeah, that's definitely okay. a house, housekeeping All thing.
0: Right. All right. But, but so they're both so
2: rousted. How yes. did you put it? I put it they were rousted.
1: <laughs> I said like they come grab them in the middle of the night and throw them down the laundry chute. <laughs>
2: no, I'm positive we've talked about this before on the podcast. Did you have a magic laundry chute in your house?
1: <sighs> it wasn't necessarily a magic laundry chute. It was just a... We had a laundry chute, but I had, you know, I had to do all of my own laundry, and the laundry basket that was below the laundry chute was right next to the furnace, but the reason why, the washer and dryer was in the basement, so- which, new houses, the laundry washer and dryer are now on, they're in the mud room, they're on the first floor somewhere, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it, dude, my mom left, and my dad was left there with three kids. He had to train us, so... Yeah, we had to do our own laundry.
2: So, okay, walk me through this. The you walk down the stairs. Uh huh. T- to the left, you have the bar.
1: Yeah, in the hot tub room. There was a. No,
2: no, no. The the, the hot tub room is like across because that's that's where the pool yes. table is. But when you immediately come down the stairs, if you take like a one eighty, is that yeah. where
1: the laundry room was? It was in the bathroom.
2: Oh, so there it was like beyond the shower. So like the no, bar, was, and then the shower, if, and then the laundry.
1: Well, no, it was the washer and dryer was in the bathroom.
2: Next to the bar?
1: No. If you walked, if you came down the stairs, okay. and you did a 180, and the bar was on your right, and then you walked into the bathroom, and the sh- the shitter was straight ahead, and the shower was to the right, the washer and dryer was immediately to the left.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm just trying to visualize it in my head, because I never did um, laundry at your house, but I've obviously... No, you did not. But yes. I, I probably jerked off in the shower. So.
1: Maybe. I don't
2: know. I'm guessing. But. <laughs> okay. So this is where, um, but they, they fall out of the laundry chute. And this is where I thought you wanted the police academy clip. But. Oh, okay. But, um, Palance is
1: They're there. They're surrounded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Polance. Jack Polance. Why the fuck and is they don't he know there? Him. I don't, they don't, they don't know him.
2: Yeah, and, and, well, he's in Shadow, and Ponytail Guy is there as well, and he's got a straight razor, but if you actually look at it, one of the things that amazes me about films when they show, like, knives or bat laughs or whatever, you know what a bat laugh is? No. It is, like, the Klingon weapon that Worf uses. Oh, okay. Um, they always look like they're sharp on screen. Yeah. This knife did not look sharp.
1: No, it did not. It looked like it was a thick piece of aluminum.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but he—he's um, got a straight razor, and—and and the funny thing is, Cash—he doesn't care if he dies. But here's what he says:
0: You want to cut my don't Go ahead. Huh? You want to cut my fucking head off and use it for a fucking basketball? You can bowl the motherfucker for all I care. Just don't let him do it. I don't want to get killed by this limey immigrant. Jerk I want to get killed by an American! Jerk
1: off! <laughs> It's like he yeah. ran out of shit to say. Right, well, he's just, he's biting for time. <laughs> yeah. And
2: I, I don't know if this is the first time that it's said, but it's said multiple times in here, where Cash actually has a turn of phrase, which I think has a military origin, but mm-hmm. it is... Something I've heard before, and actually, it reminds me of the uh, Blue Thunder.
1: Okay. Oh, Jekyll. Jaffo. Just oh, Jaffo. Yeah. yeah just just another, another fucking
2: observer. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so what is
0: what is the thing
2: here, Doug? Well,
1: play the clip.
0: <laughs> oh shit, it's Kona. Cool what? It's Kona. Cool We're gonna get FUBAR bar now. What the hell is bar? You'll see.
2: And you know there are. You sent me two clips, which. Both were labeled Fubar, which is problematic. But.
1: Well, now you have to, now play the second clip. This is, this is where. No, go ahead. This is where, this is, Fubar is most prominently used in this film.
0: Fubar. 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 Y'all got that right. Yeah, look at Fubar in the German dictionary. There's no Fubar in there. Yeah.
1: What does Fubar stand
0: for?
2: Fucked Up Beyond All Recognition. Yes. And that's from Saving Private Ryan. And yes. This is sad about how my brain works, but you sending me what I have labeled as FUBAR SPR clip makes okay. me want to watch um, Band of Brothers again. <laughs> <laughs> because okay. that is a, such a great fucking show.
1: It's so good. It's it- all ten episodes. I mean, like, you watch The Pacific... The Pacific is good, but there's some throwaway episodes. I wouldn't say throwaway episodes, but there's it, it, parts, the Pacific parts is good, of episodes. But it's not parts nearly of episodes, as episodes Yeah, there's parts of episodes in the Pacific where you're like, eh, okay, let's fast forward through this. Whereas Band of Brothers, it's just you're captivated by the entire thing.
2: No, but like episodes like uh, Why We Fight are... The way that I know something is incredible is if i am speechless and i just i can't talk when i'm watching it and it it just silences me and i need to just watch it Mm -hmm. and there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of things and trust me i've watched thousands and thousands of our hours of movies and tv shows but things like that where it just, it blows me away the, the weight that it has.
1: So there's, have you ever seen Billy Lynn's Long Walk? No. Okay, it's, um, uh, who's the guy that did your favorite movie, um, Broken Cameron. Black Mountain?
2: <laughs> uh, oh, God, not Wu. It was uh, the other guy.
1: The other he did he did one of the incredible Hulk movies. Um,
2: yeah, he, he did uh, yeah, he did the one that with um, the guy who was a complete asshole who was great in the, the gerbiler film. Um,
1: the Gerbiler film?
2: Yeah, the Richard Gere film. Oh god. You you know, um, who who's the main guy in, in the first Hulk film?
1: Uh, Eric Banya.
2: Okay, who's the main guy in the second Hulk film? <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, Edward Norton.
2: Edward Norton, yeah, yeah. His Edward Norton's first film is with the gerbler,
1: and oh, is a fucking okay.
2: incredible movie.
1: Yes, yeah. Anyway, Billy Lynn's Long Walk. It's it's a movie about this guy, this this squad of our sol- soldiers that come back from Iraq, and Billy Lynn is there. He's de- highly decorated, and he's always having little flashbacks with Vin Diesel as being like his sergeant. I might have seen it and, then, yeah. And and there's a part, I was sitting there watching it, and I was drinking while I was watching it, and then it came to the actual part where it's like, it, the combat it is it, so poignant. And I remember sitting there, and all of a sudden I just started crying while I was watching this. And, and my missus walks in, and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't think so. It, it was one of those just emotional moments that grabbed me by the balls and threw me up against the wall and was like, watch this and take it in. And I was... At, it, it, it was crazy. It was another movie that did that to me. Was um, taking chance with uh, Kevin Bacon. Okay. Oh, dude, you want to get emotionally fucking rocked? Watch Taking Chance.
2: Did Did you watch The Shield?
1: No, I did not.
2: Okay, then this won't make any sense. But um, the last episode of The Shield is fucking brutal, mm-hmm. and it is a thing where. It, it, out of context, you can't even explain what it is that happens. But as I was watching it, I was like fucking just tears rolling down my eyes because of what was happening. And okay. it is it is so powerful what happens. And that show is it's, it's one of my favorites because it's, it's just so well done. And... The way that that series ends is is perfect. And you look at other shows, and I know, like uh, television shows that last six, seven, eight seasons, whatever, are hard to end because you have this breadth of things that come before it. And you look at Sopranos; there's a lot of things. Oh, it was awesome, or no, it sucks. But the end of The Shield is fucking amazing, and I, I liked like next generation uh, all good things i thought it was a good episode i didn't think it was a great episode i thought it was a good episode but if you ever watch this the shield if, if you had to watch a tv show if you wanted to carve out like 50 hours of something to watch the shield is something worth watching
1: okay i i think i watched the first season um but it was one of those things where you know you just get busy and you just there's so much content out there it's just difficult to, to keep track of it all. But we need to stay on target here. <laughs>
2: stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. But a fight
1: breaks out. <laughs> yes, a big fight. And, and two against 50... Why were there a bunch of guys behind bars? In, no, the laundry room? in my notes, it says, Why are there cells down in the prison
2: laundry room? <laughs> right, right. And finally, after like they fight and they take out probably well, a couple was, dozen people.
1: It was very convenient that this large mob of angry prisoners only took them on one at a time. Well,
2: it is. Uh, I was actually watching this uh, documentary about stunt women, okay. and they were showing this clip from Xena, which I've never watched Xena. And nothing against people who watch Xena, just not my thing. Right. And they were, they were showing this scene where it was basically like she was waving each of them in one at a time, which is kind of how this went. Where if you have 50 guys, you fucking just swarm right. and, and you then think, you overpower by just mass.
1: Do you think people who watch Xena are the same people that watched Stargate SG1 and then are also the same people that watched Firefly?
2: No, I don't. No. No, I think that the people that watch Xena probably are like in a lot of my favorite movies. Okay. I it's like watching chicks looking box. Okay. It's just me. But All right. but they get captured and they're being they're gonna be slowly lowered into electrified water. Which is it's a very almost bond like trope. As, a far, right. as far as, rather than just fucking kill them, okay, we're going to slowly torture them to kill them?
1: Yeah, but you know what? They pull off these big fucking electrical conduit cables, and put them, put what, they're, they're in the water up to their ankles, mm-hmm. and then they stick these cables into the water. That would fucking kill them.
2: Um, you know, I, I don't know. It, I don't know the amperage. I, I didn't like see. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Those
1: big kids, You fucking throw a toaster in somebody's bathtub and it's going to kill them. Yeah, but
2: that's going ki- to kill the, that's going to break the, you know, it's going to throw a circuit. Yeah.
1: This would, this, they would be dead. Okay. They would be dead. Yeah.
2: But it's cash is being thinking. lowered in first. And one of the things that's kind of interesting is like cash is, cash and tango or tango and cash have had this kind of, weird relationship where they've never been on the same page but as cash is being lowered down tango's kind of like he 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 feels for cash He, he he feels and they have almost an exchange between them but they shock cash for a bit and then they they bring him back up and then now it's tango's turn and the guards break in and everybody scatters and Mm -hmm. Including ponytail guy and Jack Plants. (laughs) Kind of hide, kind of backs into the. the He just like ducks out and he just backs out. Like. Yes. And the assistant warden is an old friend apparently of Cash's. Right. And what does he suggest that they do?
1: That he suggests that they escape.
2: And they're looking at blueprints of the prison and I couldn't make out the, the, difference in plan A versus plan B here.
1: Right. But Tango doesn't trust him and it's like, hey man, he just saved your ass. How could you not trust this guy? He just saved you from dying. Well,
2: you know why Tango doesn't trust Matt.
0: Why? Dude, Matt straight up sucks. <laughs> yeah.
2: I enjoy that. <laughs> so, But Cash is all sold on escaping, and Tango is not. And Cash decides that he's going to go without him.
1: Right, because, yeah, Tango still does not trust trust him.
2: And Cash is out in the rain, and, and he's pushing a dumpster. And mm-hmm. here's where I, I don't understand how this plan works, is part of the plan is he has to break through like a concrete wall in order to get into a tunnel.
1: Right. That doesn't really make sense to me. No, it does not. Why did the assistant warden just say, okay, okay man, hey, I'm going to open up the door, Yeah, and you're going to walk out? <laughs> yeah, just fucking go out the front door.
2: Right. And, but just like the assistant warden said, one of the two ventilation fans are off. And these are huge mm-hmm. fucking fans. These are probably, what, 10 feet fans? Right. Yes. And the assistant warden's mat's dead body slides down <laughs> to where Cash is. Right. and uh maniac cop because I don't know the character's actual name dogs and some guards are after him
1: right but the the the, the dude the prisoner with the big chin is leading the cops like yeah he's in charge yeah, he, yeah he's
2: in charge and and this is where one of the things that Matt said it's like you know and it, it, these are the best guards that money can buy
1: uh-huh.
2: and it's it's a uh, very much you know they're all corrupt or whatever and as uh, cash is in there, the fan starts back up. So he has nowhere to go. He has no escape route. He has no way to get out from where he is. And he hooks, not the G, but he hooks uh, the, the door shut with a crowbar.
1: Right. And but he's he getting sucked, he, he's getting sucked down by the fan. But
2: w- when you look at when he gets down to the bottom, he could stay there forever because so, he has a foothold. He's, th- his danger is no longer from the fan. His danger is from the other people getting in and killing him. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tango stops the fan to rescue Cash. Right. And then now the two of them are together and they are kind of like on their way out of the prison. And they are going – I don't know if they're they're doing now Route B, like Plan B, which was uh, the, the route that Tango originally wanted to go on. Or if it's just like they're figuring something else out.
1: No, this is this is route A, because Tango asks Cash this.
0: Cash, do you know where you're going? Absolutely. Sure you know where you're going? I know exactly where I'm going.
1: Which reminded me of this.
0: Oh my, how much further Papa Smurf? Not far now. Not far now. Not far now. <gasps> is it much further Papa Smurf? Yes, it is.
2: But they get up on a roof.
1: Big pipe. They want well, the. Fr- they yeah, they, they, this they, they do
2: this pipe thing up to the roof.
1: Yes, and they they have to jump across a building, and now they have to go through like this electricity maze, where if they touch one little bolt, it'll it'll they'll fry. Yeah, they have to it's walk like- between
2: some electrical transformers. But they have it's a, it's a pretty decent gap. I mean, it's not that hard to.
1: Oh, I would be nervous. As oh, oh no, I would. I yeah. Okay, Greg.
2: Yeah, I, I would be nervous as well. But one of the things that I noticed here was: did the incidental or like the background music sound familiar to you at all?
1: Uh I was. I don't know. You're. I, I'm assuming you're going to let me know.
2: Well, do you know who did the the background music for this film?
1: Harold Faltermeyer.
2: There you go. Who's most famous for?
1: Beverly Hills Cop.
2: Did you have a Casio keyboard? I did not. I can play this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everybody our age who had a Casio keyboard could play that. Like that. Yes. Yeah. No.
2: It, it actually it was in Friends too. That was like the thing. It's like you know I'm, I'm just going to hang out and work on my music. Right. <laughs> and Axel F on the stairwell. No. Right. It, it's a and it is very much a Harold Faltermeyer track. And yes. but it's great and. Mm. One of the things is, if you go back and you watch Beverly Hills Cop, which, what is that, 86?
1: Yeah, uh, I think so.
2: We have to do Beverly Hills oh, Cop at that's some point. It's a part. great movie. No, it's, it, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing from end to end. There, there's, yeah. there's so much great about that film, but mm-hmm. that is part of it is how many, how many instrumentals become pop culture phenomenons as far as music is concerned? Very, very few. Right. XLF was huge.
1: Yes. Is he the same guy that did – it was Harold Faltemeyer the same guy that did um, – oh, God. It was the weird video with, like, half mannequins no, dancing no. around.
2: Oh, no. Actually, um, uh, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. No. I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. Okay. It was – uh, yeah. No, I know. It, it was like uh, the – it had, like, a TV head.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I I don't think so, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, all right. This is a lot of housekeeping. But yes. um, Cash has a theory about electricity. I don't know if he's right. He might be, but I'm not sure.
1: What's his theory?
2: <laughs> about how if they jump out onto this
1: arcing oh, wire. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. It's funny because, we, you know, when we were driving to – because they're not grounded. Because, yeah, if you're holding onto the wire – you're fine unless you touch the ground. That's why you see birds sitting on the wire. Right. And when we're driving to school, we're driving through our downtown municipality, and my youngest will be like, why are those birds not getting getting electrocuted? It's like, well, because they are not grounded. That's well, why.
2: Well, that actually makes sense because Kurt Russell went on to star in what film? <sighs> you just said it.
1: Bird on a Wire. There you go. Yes. They were also, Mel Gibson was also slotted to take this role, but chose not to. Uh, And then Kurt Russell was going to do Bird on a Wire, but they did, the the movie company didn't want him starring with his wife, Goldie Hawn, so then Kurt Russell went to Mel Gibson and said, you should do this role. So he did.
2: Oh, so it wasn't Kurt Russell? And no, Bruce. it was
1: Mel Gibson okay. with Goldie Hawn. Yeah. And so this the, Cash's character was slightly um, created around um, Martin Riggs from *Lethal Weapon*. Okay.
2: But they, their whole plan is they're going to run off the roof. They're going to yes. jump, and,
1: and they're, they're going gonna to grab
2: this wire—a
1: wet cable because it's pouring rain. <laughs> and okay, that
2: in and of itself. Really, really fucking hard. Right. But they have the other part, which is the what I call the thing with the belt. Yes. Fucking impossible.
0: Right. I,
2: I mean, I'm not a strong guy. There's no fucking way I could do it. No. But uh, Tango, Cash has successfully done it and kind of like slid off.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And now Tango is about to make his attempt and Maniac Cop shows up with a trip's chain. In.
1: And trips him. Yes. yes.
2: And... They fight, and after the fight, we we kind of have the transformer. Um,
0: Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels are?
2: Come up to, back into play five minutes later as he kind of gets thrown back between the transformers, and he grabs either side, and he gets fried.
1: He gets electrocuted, but as he's getting electrocuted, something impossible happens. He calls out Tango's name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but then Tango jumps and, and he, he makes it. Yes, and they're both free and to kind of Hold on,
1: hold on a second. You're skipping a big thing. Okay. Cash asks what took you so long? <laughs> you stop for coffee and Danish? And Tango says, "I hate Danish." Do you know why he said, "I hate Danish?"
2: Uh, cuz he just got divorced from What's her name?
1: The six-foot blonde bitch from Beverly Hills Cop.
2: Yeah. Um, Bridget. Nielsen. Yes. Is that Who's why? Danish.
1: Yes. Okay.
2: Hey. Yay, Matt. Matt yes. didn't fuck up on that one. Um No. But
1: uh, Tango gives... Matt, needs, Matt, Matt does need to slow his alcohol consumption down. though. Well, I'm starting to slur a little bit. A little bit. Okay. A little bit. <laughs> Oh, shit. Um, okay, so Jack Polance now is sitting in front of a bank of TVs. Wait, 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 wait. You missed something important
2: here. Okay, what did I miss? <laughs> I, I'm almost done with my booze. Um, <laughs> Tango gives Cash a place to go
1: if he okay, ends up yes. in trouble.
2: And that's important because that comes into play. Right. Then go forward.
1: Okay, so now Jack Polance is sitting in front of a big bank of TVs. And he's talking to the other two bad guys, and he really, really loves his mice. And he's just like, he's got his two mice up to his chin. And he's like,
0: mmm, well, I love
1: you so much, you cute little mice. Yeah, well, Ponytail brings them to him.
2: And in my yes. notes, it says, who is this guy, Richard Gear?" Right. And, and then Cash, he shows up at what I call the low-rent version of Bond's Q workshop.
1: It's like the L.A. Police Department's R&D department. And he gets some clothes out of, like, a but, pile. And he just waltzes in. And nobody else is looking at him going, hey, hey. There's, there's Gabriel Cash right there. What what the fuck is he doing here? Yeah, he just grabs – and, and who, the guy, the nerd who has got the big, like, magnifying glass over one eye.
2: It was very much a honey i Shrunk the kids type look yes. every time that they showed him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I always remember him, that dude from Bonnie and Clyde. With Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, because okay. he's kind of the the patsy that gives them up at the end.
2: Okay, I, I've never yeah. seen Bonnie and Clyde.
1: Okay, it's it's you know what it's with Gene Hackman is not it. It's actually not a bad movie. Don't watch the other one that just came out a couple of years ago, uh, and then there's another one, The Highwaymen, with Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner. Yeah,
2: you know Harrelson is surprisingly. Solid. I mean, you just watched um, True Detective Season 1. Yeah. Amazing how solid he is as an actor. Oh, sure. And, you know, you wouldn't expect it from McConaughey, but you really wouldn't expect it from Woody Harrelson.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, he's solid, man. Um, But, yeah, he just walks in, grabs a couple of guns with no extra ammo. (laughs) And these guns apparently are already preloaded.
2: And they're just sitting on a rock. You know, they're just ready to go.
1: Right. And there was some
2: stupid thing with a dog, like a
1: right,
2: fake dog and the head blows up.
1: Yes, it was stupid. Yeah. Um but uh now now Tango is at a dude's house who was the FBI the FBI agent who was in charge of their arrest. Who
2: who basically he planted the gun. Yes. He planted Cash's gun.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: And He's eating,
2: like, a uh, SpaghettiOs-type spaghetti. Yes. And uh, Tango actually questions his diet.
0: From the look of your diet, it's obvious. You're not too interested in counting calories. Could it be that you're just too busy counting the money they paid you to set us up? I didn't set you up. I had nothing to do with it. Oh, you think I'm judging you unfairly? Hell yes. I had nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> Can we be frank? You're looking terribly anemic. I think what you need is a little iron in your diet.
1: Yeah. But he's he's about to tell him everything, but then gets away and goes to his car and starts his car. Wait, 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 wait. He he oh, runs wait, 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 out. Wait. He
2: runs out into the garage. Yes. And he locks the door. Once he's in the garage.
1: Mhm.
0: That's not how the force works.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, door, doors and locks don't work that way. You no. don't lock somebody from the inside out from getting to the outside. No, certainly
1: not. Certainly and, not.
2: But he opens up the car door, and what happens?
1: Well, the car blows up, and then we see Tango is actually Bruce Willis's stunt
2: <laughs> Obvious stunt double is thrown yes. by the explosion.
1: <laughs> yes. And
2: then uh, Cash is at a sound lab.
1: Yeah, that's Michael Jeter. That's the guy. Michael Jeter is the sound lab guy.
2: And I have a deleted clip from this. Okay. I I mean, that's your thing, Doug. You know, deleted clips, is that's like your bread and butter. Right. But they had a clip where Cash was in there, and he was playing around with the different sound equipment before the guy shows up. And... He played this for the guy once he shows
1: up.
0: Party. Jamming on the one. Jamming, jam, jamming on
1: the one. There you go. <laughs> but there's a whole compilation. Because, you know, when I was first listening to the clip that they played in court, it was like, where, where did they get all these sound clips from? Well, apparently they've been compiling sound clips from Tango and Cash for months. Well...
2: What was the thing that he was doing that was popping up things? What were those?
1: Popping up things.
2: He says, I see you got my greatest hits. And he, like, yeah. hits a thing and the thing comes up. Is that, like, just a cassette tape? or Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, he's got a bunch of cassette tapes there.
2: But they're not, like, MP3 files where they're, like, itemized.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, they're all labeled, though. I think they're labeled just like you would make a... Um, compilation tape for a girl. Oh, mixtape. Yeah, you would label it, you know, Boner Jams,
0: 1999.
2: <laughs> so I actually had one that was like songs to jam to, songs to ram to. Okay, it was like a, a mixtape. You know, it's like either side. It's like, okay, this is when we're going out. This is when we're coming in.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, but yeah. So he starts taking his shotgun and shooting the equipment, and the the guy says, you know, I I I recorded. I don't have backups but i recorded the conversation where they told me to do this otherwise they were going to kill me
2: no yeah and the next scene is tango and he's at a i'm guessing like a a garage Mm -hmm. does the guy that is standing two feet away from him not realize he's there right (laughs) because he takes his his shirt yeah well he's talking on the phone yeah and he's not being like quiet or trying to hide it. No. I I didn't understand that.
1: No, I didn't either. It was kind of stupid. But now we're at what I was expecting to be, a strip club. And this is not the gentleman's entertainment that I was promised that.
2: Yeah, but you get backstage in a minute. Uh, Yes.
1: Yes. But yeah. Cash is there. Yes. And the cops show up. They start kind of filtering in, almost like in Fletch, while he's at the uh, VFW dinner. Hug a cop.
0: yeah, we about
1: the, the guy who he, who they're being honored, they talk about his gonorrhea. Um, <laughs> but uh, she, Wasn't embarrassed
2: to say it. No. where but you got she, it.
1: Yes, but Kiki, she brings out some drums, and she is the worst drum player on the face of the planet.
2: No, and she, uh, in my notes it says she's playing uh, some drums from Guitar Hero. Yes. And Cash is on the move, and Kiki helps him by distracting a cop. Mm-hmm. And then Cash goes backstage, and here we get lots of just random boobs.
1: Yes, but what is Terry Hatcher best known for? Uh,
2: Terry Hatcher is probably best known for Seinfeld.
1: Yes.
0: And by the way, they're real, and they're spectacular.
1: (gasps) Yeah, she shows them off in a movie in the 90s, and they are somewhat mournful.
2: So... We will touch on this at the end of the film. (laughs) Okay. So this does come back. Yes. And they're trying to figure out a way for cash to get out of the club, not strip Mm -hmm. club, but without the cops. And he actually says, hey, what size are you to a guy that is wearing like this leather outfit?
1: Right. And they pulled the old switcheroo where now somebody comes out with this leather outfit and a helmet yeah, back to the back alley where the cops are staged, and the cops stop this person. We go, oh, Cash is busted. But yeah, they pulled the old switcheroo, and it's Kiki. And, and she,
2: she immediately lights up a heater.
1: <laughs> yes, and now we see Kurt Russell and Drag. Hey, uh, Red,
0: aerobics instructor, huh? Kiki. Hey, Bud, get your hands off my property. Yeah.
2: And the line of dialogue that follows we did not pull because no. it would not fly. Right. But they both flick their recently lit heaters at the cop.
1: Yeah, because the cop asks how about a three way? Yeah. And
2: number one, that would never fly. Right. And two, she literally just lit it up. Yes. And this happens a couple times where they they cigarette discipline has to become like a thing we track.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
2: mm-hmm. They will light one up and immediately put it out.
1: Right. Right. But now we're back at Kiki's place, and uh, Kiki is on top of Cash, and they're talking all kind of... It sounds like it's very, very dirty, because Tango comes in, and he's here Actually, what's there, there's there's
2: three things right back to back to back. So... Okay. First, let me play the actual thing.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Lower... Yeah. Harder. I'll just move it around real slow. Uh, Don't stop. No, don't worry. I can do this all night. Oh, God. Prove it. A little faster. More? Deeper. Oh, my God, Gabe. I can feel it going in. Oh, harder. Oh, it's almost in. God! It's all the way in.
2: (laughs) Which is a lot like...
0: Okay, Chrissy, I'll get in the tub with you, then we can get it on. Get next to me, I'll show you what to do. This isn't exactly the first time I've ever done this. Maybe so, but girls are better at this than boys.
1: And then... See, that was the... the, Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Well, that reminded me of this.
0: Huh! looks like she didn't leave in such a hurry after all.
1: Oh, I think this is the episode of Three's Company where there's some kind of misunderstanding.
0: (laughs) Then I've already seen this one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so that was the second season of Three's Company, where the first season of Three's Company, Chrissy Snow is hot. And then the second season, she just looks like a dumb bimbo. Yeah, no, I mean,
2: what is your stance on Joyce DeWitt?
1: She's got an ass uh, like an onion. Yeah. Makes me want to cry.
0: (laughs) No, and
2: Three's Company is, it was just like the Friends clip, it is very much dependent on that misunderstanding of overheard things.
1: Sure. So when I was looking for that clip, I went on YouTube and I typed in Three's Three's Company Misunderstanding. And literally there was only like two clips of Misunderstanding. Otherwise it was just chock full of full episodes or even entire seasons on YouTube. But there was one clip that stood out of Jack Tripper. is at some party with Janet where She's trying to impress her boss, and he had done something with his back, so he had to take some muscle relaxers, and some dude comes up to him and gives him a drink called, like, The Rocket, and he slams that, and then does this whole four or five minute dance routine that is fucking hysterical. And I, I remember that as a kid. It's like the greatest scene from Three's Company ever. Is it as good as The Ninja? The Ninja... From uh, from Perfect Strangers. Rocky. Perfect Strangers. <laughs> I'll have to watch that one again.
2: No, that, I'm. It's me, very much in the moment. But that fucking just that scene kills me all the time. But yeah, as this whole thing is for the second week in a row, we have a kind of misunderstanding or sounds like sex clip. And this one was yes. actually intentional, unlike last week where it just sounded like sex and it wasn't meant to. And right. But she does look like she's riding him. Yes. And Cash runs to the room, and he actually tackles his captain, who is outside the back door.
1: Right. And the screen door, he crashes through the screen door, and the screen is over his face. And the captain goes, is this how you screen all your guests?
2: (laughs) I did not even capture that.
1: (laughs) No, you didn't?
2: But the, the captain sits down, and what is the first thing he does after he sits down?
1: Does he light up a heater? Oh,
2: yeah. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he lights up a heater. And we, we find out that Tango actually owns the house. And yes. We also find out that Cash is still wearing his pantyhose. And we don't know the, Mm -hmm. the duration of time, but you'd think that he's gone home with Kiki. He's got, he's getting this massage from her. Wouldn't he have like changed or removed those? Oh.
1: Those things have got to be, like, riding high and giving him some sweaty balls. But Cash, for some reason, thought that Kiki was Tango's girlfriend.
2: Yeah. There was some confusion, once again, Three's company asked, Right.
1: And but Kiki goes, she's she's just like, well, this is my place. Yeah. Tango's like, yeah, but, you know, it's it's my, you rented from me and, uh, what the fuck does he say? The rent is two weeks late.
2: <laughs> and, and it's like, well,
1: in his
0: defense, he was in, his in defense, he
2: was in prison. And then both of them look at, it and then he, then he walks out and says, "Yeah, I'm
1: gonna go take off my pantyhose because they're riding up."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, but their their lieutenant or their captain, Tango's captain, says, "You've got 24 hours to clear your name."
2: Yeah, but the the captain offers cash, a smoke, and what does Cash say to him?
1: Well, he turns it down. I know
2: and that. then what does he do?
1: Does he light up one?
2: No, that he just takes it from him.
1: Oh, he does. Okay, I don't know. I didn't catch that. And Cash has—he he points out—he has the tape
2: that proves that they're innocent, right? What would you do here? Put yourself in Cash's position. You are in possession of a tape that proves that you're innocent or you were framed. What do you do? Uh, I
1: would go. To, I would go to like the LA Times or something.
2: No. So I would get out my boombox, and I would do. A dozen high-speed dubs, because you remember the tape-to-tape, like high-speed?
0: Yes. And yes.
2: I would drop them off at every TV station in L.A. But yeah. the captain leaves and says, you know, they have 24 hours, and he gives them what before he leaves?
1: Uh, the uh, address of Ponytail.
2: Right. And Cash actually makes the same exact joke that Tango had made earlier about, is that a proposal? Okay, and it falls flat both times.
1: Yeah, both. That's why it's not in my notes because it was a joke that fell flat. But now they're at Ponytail's place, and uh, wait, wait, wait. Tango wait. Just goes, one, one second oh, before. Oh, all, right, all right. So
2: Kiki and Tango talk before Tango and Cash leave, and they have this talk, and she apparently has like a cache of guys' clothes there, and I don't know if they're his or they're just. W- just random guy's clothes, and she tells him to take the blue shirt. They have this weird relationship, and as I mentioned before, it's a little bit on the creepy side. hmm
1: a little bit.
2: And I have seen a ton of videos that have this brother-sister vibe-slash-plot.
1: Isn't it usually stepbrother? Or usually, stepfather? I mean,
2: it depends. Depends on yes. how deep you want to go.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, and, the whole brother-sister thing is a little creepy. But before they leave, Cash asks
2: if he can see Kiki after this whole thing is over. hmm And now they actually go to Ponytail's place. Right. Okay.
1: Right. So now they're at Ponytail's apartment, and I think Tango goes in first. And No, gets... no, no,
2: no. Cash runs into the building. Okay. And, and it, it, it's in. daylight,
1: so it has to be several hours later. Mm-hmm. and yes. he, he has a lock pick and what kind of lock pick does he have? It's a bullet <laughs> where a little rod comes out. I mean, usually you, in movies you see lock picks like they need two both of their hands working individual wires or, or hooks or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. If, if this was the, way, the best way to, to lock or pick locks, everybody would have one of these. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, you know what a bump key is? No. So there is a and it depends on the type of like lock it is, but there, it's called a bump key. And it's a thing where literally you put the the key in and you you hit it and it lines all of the things up and you can unlock it. And you can okay. buy them on eBay and they work. Okay. So if you want to nice. like break into a place, Google bump key.
1: Break into your ex-girlfriend's house?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what, whatever. Place. If you need to get in at home, you, you lost your key. But uh, okay, he he breaks in and he's looking around and Ponytail grabs him. Mm-hmm. And then he holds
1: gun to his head. Yes, but then there's there's Tango. Oh, it's a classic setup.
2: Yes. He, you know, you have the guy come in and he's kind of almost the bait, and then right. he waits for Ponytail to swoop in, and then Tango comes in and basically points the gun at his head.
1: Right. But now they now they're they're outside up on the roof of this building and they are holding ponytail upside down, trying to get information out of him.
2: Yeah, but he doesn't budge at all. No, he does not. <laughs> and the the way he says it is awesome. Yes. it's like this
1: fucking wake up. And they
2: they um they chain him to something. No, no,
1: hold the- on, hold on a second. On a second. You're, I have a clip of this
0: your name death brother you're going back to fucking england in a fucking baggie up yours also. you ain't worth a toss go on, drop me yeah but i
1: i prefer this clip of somebody being held upside down from an 80s movie all right all right i apologize really sorry i'm really really sorry
0: i apologize unreservedly you take it back i do i offer a complete and utter retraction the imputation was totally without basis in fact, and was in no way fair comment, and was motivated purely by malice, and I deeply regret any distress that my comments may have caused you or your family, and I hereby undertake not to repeat any such slander at any time in the future.
2: I actually have not seen that film.
1: I saw that in the theater, and I went kicking and screaming because I didn't want to see that movie in the theater. My sister took me. I didn't like it then. I haven't seen it since then, but I like that scene. What's great about that scene is it starts off with John Cleese like upright, where you, it doesn't look like he's upside down. And then and it pivots. Then then yes, and then it pivots. And I guess that is now the apology that uh, everybody has to give before they get canceled. Because <laughs> did you see the latest thing with the banjo player from Mumford & Sons? No, no. Where he... like. Endorsed some movie by some Neil Wright, or book, some book by some Neil Wright. So it was a book that was condemning Antifa, and he put out some Twitter statement that said, "Oh, you've got to read this book. This is great." First of all, knowing the climate, why are you doing that? You just got to keep that shit to yourself.
2: Doesn't he have a publicist?
1: You're right, you would think so. I mean, this is Mumford and Sons. This, you know, it's not, not like a, you
2: know some small time band,
1: right? But a small time band is not going to, you know, get it get canceled over something like that that they put on, on, on Twitter. But then he went off and apologized and said, I'm going to take a break from the band. Probably because the band says, dude, you need to fucking go because we're catching so much heat. But what he should have said is, I'm a fucking banjo player for a rock band.
2: <laughs> How can you be read, a banjo I'm, player in a rock band though? I'm
1: going to read what I want to and I'm going to say what I want to. Fuck off. I mean, That's what people need to start doing but they're apologizing and once you apologize that's admitting guilt and that's allowing you to be canceled. It's so sad. Now, and you know, it is
2: oh god, this is a dangerous area, but you know fuck it, just let's move on. Um Matt, Matt. Yeah.
1: I don't I don't think we run the risk of being canceled. <laughs> uh, it's true. Um All right. but All right. now now we're back. So plan A did not work. So now they move on to plan B.
2: Yeah, and and they they chain him to an antenna or something, they, something they chain on the roof. Head. Yes, and they they tape a grenade to his, his mouth. mouth. Yes, and Tango pulls the pin.
1: Well, they're pull- they're going. Hold on a second. Tango is being the crazy cop, and Cash is going. We can't do this. We can't do this. You're crazy. I heard about you, man. I didn't think it was true, but. Yeah, it's I heard about you and yes, then Tango pulls the pin and nothing happens and he starts talking. Um and it was it's a case of bad cop, worse cop. Yeah. And
2: this grenade they, they knew this was this was like a fake grenade. This is not yes. a dud. This was like not an accident, this was like a planned thing. And right. this, this comes into play a little bit later. But yes, even though all this stuff is going on. Tango is still concerned about what? His sister? Yeah, well weather cash fucked her.
1: Right. right, yes.
2: And they they go back to like the low rent Q guy. Yes. And
1: he's like the he's like the micro of this movie in the Punisher series. Yeah, but Micro doesn't do
2: gadgets, he just does tech. I mean he in just the does books.
1: In the comic book, he does gadgets and body armor and guns and stuff. Yes.
2: And what is like the thing that they get from him here?
1: They get the big RV. Well, it's, it's got the windshield of the, the 1980s Dustbuster van. <laughs> you know talking about? The Aerostar. Is that what it was? Yeah, is the Aerostar. The Aerostar. Okay. Yeah.
2: The guy who went underwear shopping. His parents had one. <laughs>
1: Okay, awesome. But
2: is is that SUV impressive? No, it's not. No, it's not.
1: And one of them, you take one, you take one sharp turn, and that thing is flipping over.
2: Yeah, it's not going to have. Yeah, it's it's going to be a very much. uh, It's going to be a turning hazard (laughs) there. But I'm just talking about from the looks of it. Does it look impressive?
1: No, it doesn't.
2: But they seem to think,
0: think it that is. it
1: is. Yes. It's got a what fake minigun. What
0: is that? Yes. Yes. Sorry. What is that? That is an RV from hell.
1: What happened there? Got like three clips going on at once.
2: Yeah, it was me pressing the button over and over. Okay.
1: There. All right. Okay. But, um, so now they're coming upon the, uh, like what the old airstrip the old the old airfield well they
2: talk about there's there's an airfield that was abandoned and yes the brainy guy gives them an exposition dump about it and as they are pulling up to the airfield i don't know if you caught this or not but they used a star wars sound clip for the suv slowing down okay and i don't have it but it's like a but it is a Star Wars sound clip. I don't know what it's from, but I know it is definitely a Star Wars sound clip.
1: Okay, well, they use a Star Wars sound clip when the nitro goes off.
2: Oh, do they? Well, I'm not yeah. to that part yet. So.
1: Okay, no, we are not to that part. But so, apparently, this entire action scene, every shot was filmed with 11 cameras because so many of these stunts were too da- so too dangerous to do them a second time.
0: Well,
2: that makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of like, a- pyro going on here. Yes. But Tango and Cash are looking at the site from a distance, and they have a moment between the two of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Look, Cash, if one of us doesn't make it back, I just want you to know that you're the best cop I ever worked with. That's something I want you to know, Ray. If well, if you don't make it back, and I do, I am going to date your sister.
2: No, and I love that where it's like Tango yeah. is all super serious, but Cash still has the, eh, you know, I'm going to kind of do this other
1: thing. Yeah, I'm still going to bang your sister.
2: And, but- you know, there is a great point that Tango has at this point where Tango talks about, I don't want her to get that call in the middle of the night. So it's not even about cash, and he doesn't like cash. It's about he doesn't want his sister to be with a cop because right. she doesn't want him to get that call that he's been killed. Sure. And then Cash says he will stay away until he gets Tango's permission. Right. And what is Q's name? Is it Brain? I mean, what is the guy's name? I don't even I'm not have in even my sure. notes.
1: No, I don't have it in my notes either.
2: But he has called them, and they have apparently Skype 15 years before (laughs) it was invented. And uh, Perrette or Palance um, has them going through the gate somehow.
1: Well, they have, they have, they use the nitro, uh, nitrous oxide to blast through the gate. So make, play that sound. No. That's That's actually the sound that is that it comes from.
2: That's the only one I have.
1: Oh man. I sent you I sent you a clip of oh where is it? Big jump. So, did you hear the noise in the beginning of that clip? No. Play it again, just from the beginning. Okay, now play the other clip. Do you know what that is? No. That's the land speeder in Star Wars. Okay, that's what what
2: I would have guessed, but I mean, it seemed too obvious.
1: Okay, well, it's obvious because it's the exact same sound.
2: (laughs) Okay, but it is but what, I, that might have been the same thing that they had when they they actually pulled up before they stopped. That I that I thought about pulling, but I didn't. That I mentioned.
1: Okay, it's possible. Yes, it's very possible. But yeah, they're being chased by pickups and dune buggies, and there is a shit ton of explosions. And then what do we see? Well, we see Bigfoot. Yeah, a monster truck. There's a monster truck. Why? Why would he have this? Why would he I have this know. in
2: his stable of equipment?
1: I don't know. And then they say, you know, good news and bad news. What do you want first? Well, I want the good news. Well, the good news is we're almost out of gas.
2: And the bad news (laughs) is we're almost out of gas.
1: Right. Why would they not have a full tank of gas? No, this is
2: exactly what I have here. It's like, how do they not have that planned out? And this is the second time in this film they have an aborted high five. Right. And there are three aborted high fives <laughs> in this film for yes. some reason.
1: Yeah. And now they're being chased by giant, I think those are called scrapers.
2: I call them earth movers.
1: Okay. All right. I used to know the names of all these because my kids were into diggers like fucking crazy. Um, is it an earth mover? The scraper is the one that just has like the, the one like single blade in the middle of it. It's got two back wheels and one front wheel. Once, you know what I'm talking about? I,
2: I don't know the difference between them. I just I know that I would consider that an earth mover because it's got yeah, kind of like you're right. I mean, I could be wrong. So, but that's okay. what I call them.
1: And but now their 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 truck is getting sandwiched by two of them. Yeah, and and the whole time the the brain nerd and guy he's is talking like, to him. Hey, Hey, is everything okay? Is everything okay? Because he said that this was a prototype. And, and wh- wh- what did they promise him? Yeah. That it, they'd bring it back without a
0: scratch.
2: And they individually pop out and actually uh Tango hands Cash a gun and he hands him a small thirty-eight. Like, yeah. 38. It's small, yeah. And he's like, why is mine smaller? Right. I don't have a clip here, but what does uh, Tango yeah. say?
1: Uh, I don't know. Genetics. Okay.
2: <laughs> and, but they, they end up taking over the two earth movers on either side.
1: Yes. And then they bust through the hangar and there are folding tables full of guns. Yeah. Just, just a, it, it's almost
2: like a display thing. Like if, if they were selling guns at Gun Con.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And now we have all the goons coming in, shooting at them, and they are about as good a shot as Stormtroopers. But
2: Cash does save Tango's life here.
1: Well, they save each other's ass, both of them. They both save each other's ass, back-to-back.
0: And
2: all three of the bosses, so it's Quan, Perret, and what's the third guy's name again?
1: Lopez. Lopez, Lopez, yeah. Diego. All three of them are there. Yes.
2: And after they pick up some guns, they have some bad news that they're given. It's not a clip thing. (laughs) What what do they find out is is happening?
1: Oh, that uh, the self-destruct button is going to be pushed.
0: This ship will self-destruct in exactly 10 seconds. Ah, ah, Counting down. 10, 9, 8, 6. Six! What happened to seven? Just kidding.
1: Oh. There's the other end! Faster! Six! Four! Three! Two! One! Have a nice day! Thank you! What year was and, that is not, yes, and that is not much of an exaggeration from this movie because there is a lady with a countdown voice <laughs> and there's actually like a clock in the hangar that they have access to that shows the countdown.
2: What year is Spaceballs? That's the 90s, right?
1: I think that's that might be 89 or 90. H-
2: have you watched that recently?
1: My boys just watched it last night.
2: Okay. Yeah. But have you watched it?
1: No, I have not.
2: I watched it in the last year. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. but My um, boys
1: like it. They think it's funny.
2: Uh, but Cash ends up taking a bullet for Tango.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Ponytail is on the TV, or not the TV, but the array of TVs that Perrette has. And yeah. who does he have?
1: He's got Kiki with his, with his shitty, um, what do you call it, razor?
2: Oh, yeah, his, his, his straight razor?
1: Yeah, his straight
2: razor. There you go. And, you know. Cash has Ponytail, not so much in his sights, but he has the aforementioned laser thing of right on his forehead. But they both give up. They right. both give up their guns.
1: What's the point of that fucking laser? <laughs> well, you it's, know, not- it's supposed to be,
2: you know, okay, where the bullet, where the light is, that's where the bullet goes. He should right. be able to take him out at this point.
1: And it's not like he's got the blade up against her neck where it's drawing blood.
2: Or it's not like he has his finger in the pin of the grenade.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So he doesn't have a reason to not fire. Right. And Cash fights Ponytail and Tango fights like random henchman guy. But we actually totally missed the part that both Quan and Lopez are taken up like complete bitches.
1: Right. I, I mean, have it as one down, two down.
2: Yeah. Th- there's, there's nothing to him. It's like... Through a window, and there's no part to them. It's like they are supposed to be like the three main bad guys, and they are taking out like one, two, no problem.
1: Right. Correct. And
2: Cash fights Ponytail, and it ends up there is a grenade that Cash puts in Ponytail's jock, and he kicks him down a staircase, and he blows up. Kaboom. And then Palance is in a Hall of Mirrors.
1: Right. Why would you have this? Because your, they, they've seen James Bond lair. films. Yes. In your bad guy lair, you, you have a House of Mirrors. And uh, Cash and Tango both have their guns pointed at him. And they said, kneecaps on three. One, two, and Cash has his boot gun. And Tango has his ankle burner gun, and they shoot him in the forehead, both of them.
2: Yeah. And they have this exchange immediately after that.
0: How'd you know which one to shoot? You saw the ring, right? No, the monogram. Yeah, Yeah. I was reversing the mirrors. What about the ring? So the wrong hand in the mirror. Are we clever or what?
1: Yeah. But they come outside, the, the two of them with Kiki, and they jump over this berm... And it is the biggest fake explosion that they show twice. And, you know,
2: Perrette was not a spring chicken. Yeah, right. There was no way he could have gotten out far enough away <laughs> to not be damaged by this. And it is, we, we talked about tropes. This is very much a trope where, like, there's an explosion behind them and they kind of are not impacted by that. It reminded me of this.
0: I can't hear! Uh, I can't hear! I can't There's blood blisters on my head! Oh, my God! How do they walk away in movies without flinching when it explodes behind them? There's no way! I call bullshit on that! When they flew the Millennium Falcon outside of the Death Star and it was followed by the explosion! That was bullshit! Don't you damn bad Star Wars! That was all accurate! I need an MRI! Uh. I need an MRI! I've got soft tissue damage! There's no way I don't have soft tissue damage! I just want to go somewhere and breastfeed right now! You
2: know what that's from? Is that the other guys? Yeah. Okay. I really like that film. I, I really do. Too. do. And,
0: yeah.
2: and I do not like either of the main two people in that, but I really like that film. Uh, yeah. So yes. the film is over. Basically, but hold on, they,
1: they high-five at the end. Well, and, and
2: what happens when they
1: high-five? It freezes, but then goes to, like, newspaper clippings.
2: Freeze frame! I finally pulled the freeze frame Yes,
1: <laughs> Yes.
2: So we have... Well, this may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do
1: three things in a picture. Defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Ding, ding, ding.
2: There you go. Yep, all three. All three. So, did the movie hold up for you?
1: No. I'm sorry. It was fun, but it was really fucking cheesy. Now,
2: for this film, is it a great film? No. Is it a good film? No, but did <laughs> I enjoy it? Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed this film, and 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 that's what I look for: is did I walk away from it having not be disappointed that I spent two hours or whatever watching it? I watched this movie twice, right, <laughs> I, which I don't I, know how
1: you did, but
2: all right, it, it's not a good film, but it, it is enjoyable. Sure.
1: Yeah, it's it's a you know a, a cheesy buddy. It's not Lethal Weapon, which is a great film, and, and I will take I will take that to my grave, even if we do it for this podcast. That is a great movie.
2: Great is 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 a that that's a high bar.
1: Okay, it's but I, I put that movie like with Beverly Hills Cop.
2: Uh, uh, you know, I mean, Lethal Weapon has tits in the first five minutes. Sure. I'll give it credit for that. And it's a good movie. It's been a while since I've seen it, but, I mean, that that's a high bar. I mean, Beverly yeah. Hills Cop is a fucking amazing film. It is sure. so well done.
1: Mm-hmm. So right. so would you, rec- would you recommend this? Oh,
2: absolutely. I, I would say yeah. it's not a good film, but you will enjoy the hell out of watching a bad film.
1: Right, especially if, if you're our age and you know... You know, you have experience with Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell and all these other those guys, Jack Palance, You know, <laughs> no, I'm I'm starting
2: to look like a like a Kurt Russell bitch here, <laughs> and I I think I might have to like shift some things up about that because the thing in this one, so okay. Any last thoughts on the movie? No, I pick. I have to say I enjoyed it. I, I mean, no. I wish you had picked it for me, so I wouldn't have wasted my pick on it, but I'm glad I picked it.
1: Okay. All right. Watcha. 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 All right. So on Apple TV, I, oh, I forgot that for all mankind, the next episode came out today, which I did not watch because, well, you shit, don't care. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's that, but also, um, Falcon and the Snowman came out on Disney. Okay. So I had to watch the first episode of that and it was okay. I was blown away. Um, I'll continue watching it, but it wasn't great. Um, What I did watch that was really good on Apple TV was Cherry by the Russo Brothers with Tom Holland. Okay. Um, He plays a college kid who falls in love with the chick. She breaks up with him. He joins the army. She says, oh, my mistake. I do want to be with you, but oh, shit, I joined the army. He goes to Iraq, witnesses a bunch of shit, comes home. Has a bunch of PTSD, and then becomes a heroin addict with this girl, and he becomes a bank robber. It's based on a true story. Really, really good music, good directing, good acting. Good. It didn't get the best reviews, but I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, and then I'm about uh, one third of the way through Justice League Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut on HBO. Okay. It's four hours long. But what's great is it's broken up into chapters, I think six or seven chapters, and I've seen the original Justice League, which I liked. I like the DC movies. I really do. Um, I've only seen Aquaman once, but I've seen all of them multiple times, and I really do enjoy them. This is really fucking good. A lot of big changes to some of the characters. Um, It's fucking kick-ass. Yeah, it,
2: it'll be interesting to see how that pans out because, you know, the DCU compared to the MCU is basically derided universally. Yeah. And now that Joss Whedon is not like a god to people, right. you you look at Justice, Justice League was Joss Whedon's like taking over for Snyder.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Snyder, he had to because I think Snyder's daughter committed suicide. How could you continue making a movie if something like that happened?
2: No, I, and I i am not, like, the hugest MCU guy, which is why it's like WandaVision. I didn't watch. I'm not going to watch uh, Falcon the Snowman or whatever because it doesn't matter to me. It's not, like, part of my thing. Sure. And... I I've seen all of the DCU films except for uh, Aquaman. Mhm. And they're okay and you look at like the Batmans where you 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 see the Bale ones which were fucking awesome. Mhm. And I'm curious to see where like Twilight Batman goes. Okay. Because it looks fucking brutal. Yeah. And it, it's, it's very much in tune with what I see Batman as. Because he is not... He, he's a blunt intr- instrument, you know?
1: Yeah, he's not a perfect hero. Well, he doesn't kill. That's the thing. In the DCU, Batman kills. But also they explain... Which they didn't explain in the original Justice League or Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice that this particular Batman has been doing this for twenty years. So he's an old, older, rough edge Batman who's already lost a Robin, um, and they. But they make a point of in this Justice League saying bat ba- Affleck, who I really like as Batman, says I've been doing this for twenty years. No, and.
2: I think Affleck would be awesome at it. Mm-hmm. And and you look at Michael Keaton is actually supposed to be coming back as Batman in some capacity. I don't know where. Right. And he is a great Bruce Wayne. I don't know if he's a great Batman, if that mm-hmm. makes
1: sense. Right. And, so what have, you, what, what have you been watching, my friend?
2: Oh, shit. I got a lot. So, okay. I, I watched Speed.
1: Okay. Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock. Yep.
2: Yeah. And you, you watch – do you have HBO Go or HBO Now or whatever the fuck it's, oh, it's called?
1: HBO, it's HBO Max.
2: Okay. When you watch something, it gives you the recommended things based on what you watched, right? Mm-hmm. They're at the bottom. And based on that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch uh, part of Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> Have you ever seen that?
1: Yeah, I didn't care for it. HBO Max
2: censored Bad Lieutenant.
1: Really? Well, isn't it an NC-17 movie? Yeah. Okay.
2: And, okay, what is the most famous scene from Bad Lieutenant?
1: I don't remember. It's been such a long time since I've seen it.
2: It is, uh... Show Me How You Suck a Guy's Cock. Okay. And... It is this thing with uh, Harvey Keitel where he's talking to these women as he has them pulled over in a car. Okay. And I'm watching it on HBO Max, and that scene is completely cut. Huh. And it's All like, right. okay, don't do that. Yeah. If, if you're going to say this is too much for our platform, don't have that on your platform. Okay. And then uh, I watched *Train Spotting*. Okay. *Train Spotting* two. Okay. Uh, *Train Spotting* two actually a lot better on a rewatch than I expected it to be.
1: Okay, so I saw. I've only seen *Train Spotting* one, once, and that was twenty years ago.
2: It's and it's I, an incredible I, film.
1: And I haven't. Seen, the only thing I remember about that is is Ewan McGregor climbing through a toilet to get his. Heroin suppository.
2: Yeah. His, uh, yeah, his thing that's going to help him get off H. Right. I hated, hated Train Spotting 2 the first time I saw it. Okay. Watching it again, it's actually not bad. Okay. Um, Train Spotting is a much better film, but it is very amateur in how it's filmed, which is part of the appeal of it.
1: Is that guy Richie? No. Uh, Guy Ritchie is um, Lock, Stock, and Two Loaded barrels or Smoking Barrels. Yeah, okay.
2: And then uh, the Madonna film. Um, oh,
1: Dream God. Quest?
2: <laughs> no, he he married Madonna, and they, they did the, the whatever. Okay, I uh, watched
1: it. Desperately with- Seeking Susan.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it.
1: Okay. Well, um, who does who did trade spotting then?
2: great question but I, okay. I i also rewatched, which i've talked about before uh loaded weapon one
1: okay with emilio estevez and yeah Lodge, i watched
2: it again for like the second time over the, the course of this podcast okay and then um i watched a uh documentary called crystal lake memories which is uh seven hours long
1: oh my goodness it There's is a, a documentary
2: long... about um, the Friday the 13th movies. Okay. It's fucking amazing.
1: What's that on?
2: Plex. Okay. And then it, it basically goes over every film, like, bit by bit. All right. And then uh, I watch uh, Kim Kardashian's porno. And, and the reason with, I bring this up is because... With Ray J. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. And I, I bring this up because she came up in, like, my Yahoo feed or my Twitter feed or something. They Some, all do.
1: Yeah, the Kardashians are always floating around in my my Yahoo feed.
2: But it, the the actual porn part came up in my feed. And so I actually – I only watched five minutes of it. And I am not a Kim Kardashian fan
1: mm-hmm. at
2: all. But I will give props. That woman can suck a cock.
1: Okay, all right.
2: On the other hand, you have Ray J, right? Have you have, have, have you have you seen this film? I've seen bits and pieces. But with Ray J,
0: this is a giant cock.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's it, loaded.
2: It's ten or twelve. I mean, it's fucking giant.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's
1: a big boy.
2: And. You know, I will give props where props are due, and that's that. And then the last thing is I watched uh, the Friday the 13th reboot version,
1: right. and it, it,
2: it's decent. It's all right.
1: I don't think I've ever seen a Friday the 13th movie from beginning to end. Um, in fact, I don't think I've ever seen more than 15 minutes of any Friday the 13th movie. Really? Yes. It's like
2: 12 film
1: stuff. I know. I know. I know. It's Kevin
2: Bacon is in cool.
1: one. Uh, he's in the first one, isn't he?
2: I believe so. Isn't he,
1: is, isn't he doing like a handstand and he gets chopped? No, no. It's a different guy. Shetty? Okay.
2: No, I mean, Kevin Bacon is in one. And then uh, who's in the, the other one? Um, in
1: I, I, I don't know. Johnny
2: Depp. Johnny Depp is in... Uh, That's... That's Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street.
1: Street. Yeah. Yes.
2: So, I mean, you have people that are major actors that started in these, like, shit films.
1: Sure. And same with Halloween.
2: Who came from Halloween?
1: Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, I
2: mean, she was, like, Hollywood royalty, though. Was she? Yeah. Her, her um, mother is Janet, Janet
1: Lee. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. It's, her dad's not Tony Curtis, is yeah. He? I love you, Spartacus. <laughs> How did you not know that? I didn't know that. I don't know. I don't know, man. So, so that's right. what I've been watching. <laughs> okay, you've been watching a lot. You have a lot of time on your hands. Uh-huh. You think that with me, with my bad back, that I would have more time on my hands? But it's I'm I'm like a slave to to YouTube. And just watching stupid shit. Which I'm not going to list every single thing that I've watched.
2: No, I'm telling you. Hysterical literacy.
1: (laughs) Okay. Alright.
2: So you have a question
1: or... I have a question. It's not a great question, but it's a question. Doug's got a question for me. Doug's got a question for
0: How's he going to answer it? I don't know. How's he going to answer it? I don't know. Let's find out.
1: Let's find out. Okay. Um, did you have a crush on anybody in grade school? Oh, sure. Who? Tell me about it. Her name was Heidi. Heidi.
2: Yeah, she lived by my friend Greg. Okay. Um, I, I probably if I thought about it.
1: Did you finger her? No.
2: <laughs> no, I've never fingered a Heidi. Um,
1: okay. I fingered a hottie
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess. I'm supposed to turn it around to you. So, did you have a?
1: No, no, no. But, no, but did anybody have a crush on you in grade school? Do you um, remember? And how did that? How did that work out with Heidi? Did you?
2: No, and did you it tell didn't her? work out at all. I mean, I was in fucking elementary school. What? What's gonna happen?
1: My oldest comes home, and he, and there's this girl that has a crush on him, and he's like, he's like, she's nice, but I really don't. Think of her that way because, and this is how, this, he's like an old soul. He's like, I'm in fifth grade. I don't like girls yet, Dad. He knows, he knows that that time is coming. He knows that sometime down the road, poof, something's going to happen. A spark is going to happen. He's going he's gonna to like girls. But at this point, he's like, I just want to play with my friends and, and watch Harry Potter movies and build Legos. I have no interest in girls. Like, girls, you know, girls are starting to, you know, in fifth grade, they develop faster. And they, you know, they're starting to grow boobs. And they want the boys. But the boys don't want them. But yet my second grader hopped in the car yesterday uh, on Friday after school and he goes, Dad, I want to tell you something, but you can't tell anybody. You can tell Mom, but you can't tell anybody else. There's this little girl, Autumn, that he eats lunch with. Every single day, and then plays on the playground with her. He goes, "Autumn and I hugged. I'm like, "Was it a long hug or a short hug?" And he goes, "Oh, it was a long hug because you know why? Because we have a crush on each other." And it was so cute and so innocent. But I'm like, "You're in second grade." It's just, it's just funny. It's, it, it's funny that that you know, my youngest wants he just wants to hang out with chicks, which is kind of cool. Uh, you know.
2: I don't know how I feel about knowing about what my kids are doing with women.
1: Oh, see, I would want to know, man. I would want to be like, hey, did you finger it (laughs) No, 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 no. You don't want to know that. (laughs) No, 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 I don't. But part of me does, but I'm not going to ask that question. No.
2: I mean, you have two sons. I have two sons. Yes. That's easy. Or easier. I shouldn't say easy. It's easier. It is, uh, you know, put yourself on the other side of the equation. You're, yeah, if you've got a
1: daughter, you've got to worry about everybody's dick. If you've got a son, you just have to worry about one dick. Yeah, but I mean...
2: Oh, God, no. It's like, thank God. No daughters. It's, yeah, I don't
1: know how I would do it. I don't know how... Because boys, they're like dogs. It's You reprimand them and you punish them, and five minutes later, it's... Hey dad, hey dad, hey dad, we can play Legos with me. Are, you wanna play go, go play video games? Girls hold oh, fucking grudges, man. But so
2: You said your your son's in Harry Potter?
1: Yeah.
0: You're a wizard, Harry.
2: Yeah, I just played a clip, you couldn't hear. Okay. <laughs> so Ooh,
1: I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it next week's movie, and I think I like it. I'm assuming you didn't have any listener reaction roundup? Any of this? No. No, I didn't either. Okay. Okay. All right. So, next week is my week. Sylvester Stallone plays Ray Tango in this week's movie, Tango and Cash. He plays Captain Robert Hatch in Victory. Max von Seidel plays Major Carl von Steiner in that film. He plays Brewmeister Smith in this
0: 1983
1: comedy. I have no clue. All right. Strange Brew with Rick Moranis and... That other dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to veto. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm still going to watch it. (laughs) Okay. I don't have a backup.
2: Okay, I won't veto it then.
1: (laughs) I mean, I could pull another comedy from the comedy. I've never
2: seen Strange Brew. You've
1: never seen Strange Brew? No. Oh, it's, you know what? It's been forever that I've seen it, but I remember it being very, very charming.
2: Bob and Doug McKenzie. Yes. Uh, I've never seen it. I remember hearing about it, but I've never seen it.
1: Yeah, it's got some great moments. It might be completely cheesy. Um, I remember it being... It's probably better than Up the Creek because it's not a, a teenage tit flick. It's just goofy and silly and charming and, and funny. So Up the Creek wasn't
0: bad.
2: Well, I mean, it was bad, but I mean, it wasn't... Unenjoyable.
1: <laughs> okay. I think I think you might have a different perspective on Strange Brew. Okay. It's, it's got Max von Saito. Come <laughs> on, man.
2: Okay, so uh, go ahead and bring us home.
1: Hey, thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Sorry Matt is so hammered, but <laughs> he's had a rough week.
0: Yeah, it's he's been a gonna, rough. long yeah, week.
1: You may you may want to listen to this podcast. Well, there may be a disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast to lift listen to it at one and a half speed because Matt's slurring no, and slow on. speech. Come on, man. <laughs> um, hey, go to Facebook, like us, Betamax Rewind at Yahoo or Betamax Rewind with Matt and Doug on we Facebook. Sure? Yes. Or email us at BetamaxRewind at yahoo.com. Uh, go to Apple Podcast, rate and review us, or you know what? Tell a friend. That's the biggest compliment you can be out there or have out there. Yes. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Are we over or under three hours? Oh, fuck. We're... I think we're under. We're just shy. Yeah, I think we're under. Yeah, we're so. not...
2: It's close, but yeah, you're going to win this one.
1: Okay. All right, so join us next week for... Uh, actually, no. Are we taking, we're taking. Yeah, like, that's a great question.
2: Thought? It's like, uh, our, our, so I, my thought is we do our, uh, scuffy looking nerf herders. And we do that next week with Revenge of the Sith. And then we come back the following week with the actually, um, you're, I'm sorry, I'm trying to distract my wife walking up the stairs um, with your movie, but it, that's really up to you because it's all based on your schedule.
1: Yeah, my schedule is rough because we leave on Saturday at the ass crack of dawn and come back on Wednesday at the, late in the evening.
0: And that
2: is the one thing I didn't actually mention on What Are You Watching is I actually have watched uh, three quarters of Revenge of the Sith. So okay. I am basically prepped for
1: that if you're prepped for that i'll see what i can get by with this week um if i can fit it in because when i go on vacation it is a process it is a i've got a table in my workshop that i pack that i put stuff on and i'm it's like a chess match where i'm taking stuff off no i don't need that yes i do need this and i'm I'm adding and, and taking away things um because this is the type of vacation that we've never gone on before with our family, so uh, well, I, I guess we'll we'll figure it out. I mean, we'll Revenge of the out.
2: Sith is going to be a little bit of a deeper dive, I think. Yes, I agree. And just having watched it, it is it is a it is a deep film as far as like what's going on. Mm-hmm. It is a lot more layered in for the time of. The running time, there's so much more going on. It is a lot less like blah, 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 this happened, and it's a lot more detailed. Sure. So, so you know, we will right. leave that up to you, but all right, we will be back yes. at some point. Um,
1: at some point.
2: For Strange Bro, I guess. Um, do I have that, Doug? Yes, you do. Okay. It's in there.
1: Okay. Yes, it is. Just remember, you picked this movie. Strange Brew? Yes, you did.
2: Oh, from from the bag. I mean, I didn't pick this movie. I picked from a genre.
1: Right, from a comedy. You
2: know, I mean, of a a thousand comedies, you have it readily accessible to you. Strange Brew is the one you picked.
1: You know, you have to remember that a lot of the movies that I pick for this podcast are based on nostalgia. Not based on, oh, this would make a good podcast. It's based on, okay, uh, this is something that I really remember enjoying as a child or have interesting memories about a particular movie, and that's why I pick it. Whereas, like, you picked No Way Out for.
0: It's a good movie. It's a uh, great movie.
1: No, it's not. It was it's not. That's better movie. than The Outsiders. The Outsiders sucked. Oh, The Outsiders was good. You see. I'm right, you're wrong. You just sit there in your corner of wrongness and accept. Just stand it. there in your wrongness and be wrong and get used to it. No, no, no.
0: Yeah.
1: And,
2: and, 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 and that's the thing where I understand what you're saying, where you're coming from, what you're saying. I understand. It's like you want, you're coming from a certain perspective of in my Doug head, yes. things are such and such a place. I'm looking at it from a perspective of, what can people enjoy? And not necessarily enjoy the movie, but enjoy the
1: podcast. Okay. Well, Strange Brew is. It, I, it did surprisingly well. It's got very good Rotten Tomato score. It, it was, it, like I said, it's charming. It's, it's sweet and funny and, and silly. And that's what I remember Strange Brew and lots of funny references. So, so
2: I'm, I'm I'm guessing there are no boobs in that
1: movie, right? I don't think there are. There's a couple of Star Wars references which make it great. Um it's I don't it's I'm looking forward to watching it. I really am. This is one of those movies where oh, I Oh, so you seen. have
2: not rewatched it. This is, no. you're going in
1: somewhat blind. I'm going in very blind. Yeah. Kind of like Up the Creek and uh, Hot Dog. Going in very blind. So are, are
2: are you gonna be pissed if I like pivot away from Escape from
1: New York? Well, you've already picked it, and I've already I've already called you out, so you, you can't go back on it. Oh, no, absolutely, I can <laughs> No, you can't. No, I have not formally announced it. Okay, well, it's we'll see what happens. I mean, you know. but are, are are you gonna be upset by that? No, because I could always pick it.
2: Uh, yeah, well, and and that's why it's like. Tango and Cash was, and that was a tough pick for me because I figured this was one of the ones that you would have picked eventually. And I've it's already on done, my
1: list, yeah.
2: And I did the thing, which I figured that was a gimme for you.
1: Sure. And sure.
2: we need to figure out what are we going to do? What is, what is the win and what is the count for the over-under? I don't know. I mean... Like I said, Hand jobs. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm not jerking off, Do you think anybody is listening at this point? Do you think once they hear, hey, go check us out on Facebook, (laughs) they're like, click, I'm done. No, I
2: mean, people like me have this OCD of, you have to watch like the last season of How I Met Your Mother, which is like absolute dog shit, right?
1: I don't know, I've never seen how you met your mother.
2: It's well it's good for like five seasons, but the last two okay. are just terrible.
1: Okay. Kinda of like the last season of The Office, which you've never watched the American version of. No, because
2: I watched the British version because British. I'm like, you know culture.
1: Yes, right.
0: Okay.
2: And and the beauty of this whole conversation is I have pushed this podcast over three
0: hours. Oh you fucker. <laughs> You're
1: a cocksucker.
2: So, uh, we will see you shortly uh, for...
1: <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Possibly. Strange, strange for, re- no, for Revenge of the Sith and then Strange Brew in two weeks. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. See ya. Alright, see ya. <laughs>